right. Hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are back to Blade Runner tonight uh, after another break. Unfortunately, we've just constantly been having breaks in Blade Runner. But the good news is, is that this is going to be the finale. We're ready to go. Uh, I have a very lengthy summary of the of the the campaign to date that we'll kind of we're going to go over to make sure we're all on the same page, and then we're going to kind of see where this ends. Uh, some of the mystery, most of the mystery of what happened in the case uh, that they've been working on for the past uh, six episodes before this uh, has already been solved. So uh, we get to kind of do some other little loose ends, answer a few little lingering questions and stuff like that and see where we go. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're getting ready to do it. Before I do that lengthy summary, why don't we just do a quick refresher of who everybody is uh, and then uh, we'll dive in. So Derek, who are you playing? Yeah, so I am Everett Maxwell. I'm a skimmer in the group as my like class, I suppose. <laughs> I'm just a social person that tries to talk his way out of situations. Um, but when I need to, I can put a hole in someone's head and feel bad about it for a couple of days. Um, I've been with the LAPD. I think my character's been with them for seven years. So mm -hmm. almost a veteran, but not quite there. Um, and so far, I get along with everybody, um, except for when I don't get along with them. And, that's and you it. are... A colossally, colossally old age of like 35 or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. 30, 37. <laughs> 37. <laughs> oh. That is just ancient. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then we'll go over to Ashley. Faye Hart Crow. Tell us about her. I'm playing Faye. She is kind of like our muscle loosely of the group like actual physical muscle, but punching a replicant doesn't necessarily work out so well for you. Um, so she learned that the hard way. Um, yeah, she's had an interesting go of things. Uh, she's had conflict with her, what is it called? My key relationship uh, where she found out that he's part of this, like almost like terrorist group. Uh, and just kind of her whole worldview is kind of just tilted on its axis. So she's learned a lot. Yeah, I think terrorist organization is pretty fair. That's how I'm placing it. Uh, they're blowing things up and targeting mm -hmm. and killing people and planning assassinations. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're, you're okay with that terminology. Uh, let's go to the bottom row, uh, where we have Lawton Stone. Uh, Steven, tell us about Lawton, how he's doing. Lawton is not doing well. Um, he is the analyst of the group. Uh, right now, he's the only one not with the group, I believe. Uh, he's hanging out at headquarters doing research, uh, trying to coordinate uh, data analysis for them, uh, communications, having a bit of an identity crisis, um, trying to figure out who I am or what I am. Uh, and I've not figured it out quite yet, but I'm getting there. I don't know. I think we all kind of know what you are, right? I mean, like we as players. He do. doesn't know. Right. That's fair. Like he does know, but he also doesn't want to accept it yet. He's in denial, right? He's in yes, denial. exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Perfect. Uh, okay. Then let's go over to uh, our other replicant. Uh, let's go over to Arlie. So, uh, Melissa, tell us about Arlie. Yeah, so Arlie um, has been a known replicant uh, from the beginning of the campaign. Um, she is 
you know, has signed up to do this blade running thing. So, you know, there's, I think that's an interesting perspective to play from being a replicant that's part of, you know, kind of blade running. Um, but she has been interested in the backstory to everything that's been going on and what happened and what, you know, people that she works with and thought she viewed as colleagues and they would view her as colleagues, what they um, are alleged to have done to replicants. So that's uh, interesting. Um, I've enjoyed kind of the black and white theme with her um, and kind of like art and music and some of those other kind of like downtime stuff with her. And she is by position an inspector. And she just loves being paired with uh, Mr. Lott and Mr. Stone. Mr. Lott and Mr. Stone, indeed. And then finally, we have Mr. Productivity. We have uh, we have Koji Sunru. Long, tell us about Koji. I'm Koji. Been on the task force for 11 years now. I'm a fixer. I'm very fashionable. Got modern tattoos. Nice fitting clothes. Currently recovering from a concussion from our last investigation. Yes, you were uh, you were conked over the head uh, by uh, Joe Hulao, who is uh, one of the uh, one of the accomplices or one of the members of this sort of organization that we've been investigating. Uh, so yeah, fantastic because you went off on your own. You know, you went off on your own, uh, and then you got mugged. That's right. Stephen just reminded me in chat. Uh, also got mugged while on the subway to go extort a meal out of your uh, your elderly security friend. Uh, so there you go. Okay. So let's let's dive in. I have a lengthier than normal summary because this is the finale. I do, and we have been unfortunately had some breaks, so I want to make sure everyone's got everything in their heads. So we're just going to go through this. So we started on the night of September seventeenth, twenty thirty-seven. We were at a chemplast warehouse, which was torched, and the LAPD put together this investigative task force to look into it. And it was all kind of pressured or on the behest of Wallace Corp, who is a chemplast parent company. It was supervised by Deputy Chief Holden, who we've met a few times, and the task force was comprised of the very people who were just introduced. Now, security footage, initial security footage, uh, revealed that a former LAPD official and current Chemplast security consultant, a man by the name of Monty Croyle, was strung up inside the warehouse just moments before it exploded in this inferno. Now, the investigation also revealed this little symbol at the scene, and also on the tattooed arm of the primary suspect, a guy by the name of Ty Walters, who's an amateur boxer and a part-time bouncer at two different places, Maeve's Bar and Happy Jack's Casino. The symbol, the symbol uh, conveyed this notion of wake up, and it used letters and imagery like an eyeball instead of an A, the arrow pointing up, but that was basically it. Now, you started digging a little bit into Coral's reputation you, in some old case files, and it definitely suggests a crooked cop, and it also revealed... Uh, an earlier appearance of that same symbol uh, in some of his case files, specifically tattooed on the body of a Nexus 8 model with ties to the replicant underground and who went by the moniker Bitfiend. Uh, the replicant, however, was retired five years ago after reportedly killing another LAPD officer named Meijai, uh, who worked in counterterrorism with Croyle and some other officers, including a man by the name of Hoyt Zemke. Zemke is still on the force, but he's been on medical leave uh, after getting assaulted near Happy Jack's Casino, where evidence has now kind of suggested 
might be involved in some black market reselling of old LAPD and RDU gear. Now, the symbol also led you all to a tattoo artist by the name of Bao Mao, who revealed that there were actually other people in addition to Ty Walters who recently asked for that same image. Portia Kiani, who is an artist and heiress from Old Money, uh, Joe Hualao, who is a trash barge worker, and Warwick Foxwell, the childhood friend of Faye Harcrows. At Ty Walters' apartment, uh, Koji, you discovered that Walters had been uh, doing surveillance on Monty Croyle and that Croyle had been in contact with Zemke, a kill reporter uh, named Ronald Zephyr, and Lena Kova, a high-ranking UN official and a former LAPD uh, police chief. Uh, you also uncovered some messages that suggested this long-buried secret between that group that involved this Miss Mei Jai, an old terrorism case that you were that they worked on together, stuff like that. Stone, you managed to track this residue and radiation signatures from the explosion at Kim Plus to this abandoned factory in the Kipple Wastes. And the task force discovered there this bomb-making equipment and evidence of other devices that had been made. However, while you guys were investigating this, the suspects arrived, a shootout unfolded, and it all resulted in the death of Ty Walters and the capture of Joe Hualao, who was apparently Walters' accomplice. Now, Hualao revealed, after some interrogation, uh, that five years ago, he was a member of a replicant commune that had come out of hiding voluntarily, registered with the LAPD, and agreed to run a protein farm for Wallace Corp in the lands east of the Kipple where humans really can't survive. He also revealed how the LAPD betrayed that agreement, conjured some sort of terrorism charge, and torched all of the replicants at that farm. These actions were approved by Lena Kova, who was the then chief of police, and orchestrated by Monty Croyle, who was the head of the counterterrorism task force at the time. Zemke was Croyle's like right-hand man, uh, and Ronald Zephyr, the reporter from Kill, buried uh, buried the story in exchange for greater access uh, as Kova started climbing the political ladder within L.A. Now, the inter- you started to interrogate Hualao after kind of getting him uh, getting him settled down. And it was unofficial. It wasn't it wasn't at LAPD headquarters. And Arlie and Maxwell actually got moved by his story and set him free to finish his revenge plot, believing that it was the only way to get justice against a very powerful figure like Lena Kova. Also, something, something who allows said seemed to trigger memories in Lawton Stone. Now, this is not necessarily stuff that the rest of the player, the rest of the characters know, but we as players all know this, right? These sensory and experiential details of the protein farm murders as if Stone was there, as if just like Hualao and Walters, he was one of the torched victims. Later, Stone's identity crisis continued as while he was watching this classic Bogart movie that he normally watches or these, these different arrays, broke the fourth wall and actually started talking to him directly. So evidence, evidence kind of started to mount that Stone, unbeknownst even to himself, is actually a replicant himself. The task force, you had to debrief Holden after the killing of Ty Walters. You also had to debrief a Chemplast executives that you met a few times in a representative from Lena Kova's office at the UN before continuing on with your investigation. Faye went over to Warwick Foxwell's home. Eventually, you uncovered evidence that tied uh, Warwick Foxwell to Portia Kiani, one of the other people that had that tattoo. On the surface, it looked like they were just lovers, 
But there are all these different messages, like these coded messages and these data packets that were embedded within some of these messages that seemed to indicate that they were another terrorist cell, just like Hualao and Walters, and that they were planning to assassinate Lina Kova during some sort of charity art show at Kiana's Fiamma Gallery. Background on her, Kiana, also seemed to indicate that she recently suffered some kind of nervous breakdown after someone vandalized one of her exhibits, tagging her art with the same symbol and tattoo that's been connected to this case since the beginning. But security footage revealed that it was that she did it herself, possibly unknowingly. And then that story eventually got released as Ronald Zephyr again, but he buried it. He squashed that story for some reason. Not only that, but the LAPD forensics team that got sent to investigate Kiani's vandalism situation, Lawton Stone was on that team despite having no memory of doing any of the work. Even worse, someone had apparently obfuscated some records for Walters and Hualawa on the Esper wall, which means that Stone is basically one of the only people in the LAPD with the know-how and the access to do such a thing. Later, when the task force interviewed Zephyr, some of you did this, he kind of begrudgingly confirmed some of the details about his connections to Croyle and Lena Kova, but he didn't really feel much remorse, and he really didn't feel any kind of compulsion to come forward. This is his business. This is what he does. Coming clean would ruin some of his connections. Eventually, most of you, with the exception of, of Lawton Stone, headed to the art gallery Fiyama in the hours before the charity event. You started coordinating a little bit with Kiani's assistant, Chaz, and the head of a UN security team, hoping that you were going to sweep the premises looking for those explosive devices. Because embedded in some of those messages that Faye found, there were these, these different locations where Foxwell was told to place these devices, but they had weird names. Things like Cityscapes and Flux, Whispers in the Mist, and The Melting City. And as we left off in our last, in our last session a month ago, the last thing we saw were these holographic arrows that were pointing to different wings of this gallery, each of which had a flashing title that matched those very concepts that Faye found in the messages, revealing that those were names of exhibits. Whew. Okay, and that's it for tonight. So we'll see you all in two weeks <laughs> as I'm exhausted just going through all that. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, I didn't huh. catch that first part. Uh, what was like the this second is where you're like, Jeff, you've been muted for the past five minutes, right? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Right? Oh, geez. That happened <laughs> once worry. in our I mute was zero. To make Remember sure. that Gen Live game? Oh, God. <laughs> that Gen Live game for 45 minutes in. We didn't have anyone back in those days we first started. No one, no, I was muted the whole time. Uh, that was fun. Okay. Uh, no, that was not fun. The amount of work and effort I had to do to fix that was unreal. Well, yes. It was funny okay. that it happened. So let's get let's get yes. into scene. Here mm. we are, everyone but Lawton Stone. It is afternoon leading into evening. It's essentially we're we're one shift effectively before the charity gallery is going to begin. Those of you that are here, Everett, Faye, Arlie, Koji, you look around. There are people working, setting up, catering staff, gallery staff. You can see there's security personnel that occasionally the guy that you've been speaking with, I'm just going to give you his name, Agent Gibbs. Uh, 
you can see that they're kind of coming and going from time to time. There's music that's, that's subtly playing in the background, as you can see, people are kind of doing some tests here and there. Also, most of the artwork is, is like this combination of old school impressionism and sort of new school holography. And it's kind of combining those kind of concepts together. And so there's a lot of things that are being cascaded or thrown onto walls or onto objects or even onto yourselves. And so a lot of that stuff is being tested as well. There, there are plenty of people here, uh, but it's not as crowded as it will be later. So what would you all like to do? Speaking with Agent Gibbs here. Sort of, do we have permission to roam around the exhibit? Uh, you, under my supervision, I don't want anyone going anywhere that I can't see. Uh, we're working together on this, okay? So whatever you find, you let me know. Whatever me and my guys find, I'll let you know. All right? And hopefully no one gets hurt. Just like we want it. These All exhibits right. here. And Faye, you picked up these names before. Uh, yeah, we know that these are going to be location, possible locations for explosive devices. Let's have a little look around them. Okay. Let's all head to like the melting city. Okay. So, so basically imagine that there is a, a main gallery with high arching ceilings. And that's, that's the main, like the, the foyer from outside comes into this main gallery with these huge arching ceilings. And there's all these different smaller wings that kind of go off in different directions. Some of them go to exhibits. Some of them go to like a VIP bar, stuff like that. Uh, so you can, you pull off and that's fine. And you can see that agent Gibbs, he'll, he'll, he'll follow you all. And he's, uh, you know, and he can, if anybody wants to go anywhere else, that's fine as well. Like I said, there are other people here. So if you did want to split up, you're welcome to do that. Uh, but he'll, he will definitely assign you a shadow if you do that. So you, you all tell me, are you splitting up? I'm looking through this gallery by yourself, or are you, you know, going to different exhibits? Uh, I would probably say split up. Uh, so, Koji, you said you're going to Melting City. Mm -hmm. uh, I can go to, to. I can go to Whispers in the Mist. Okay. I will join you, Mr. Maxwell. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with Melting City. So Koji, you head into a, it's, I wouldn't call it an octagonal room, uh, but it's certainly not, it's, it's, it's close to that, but you can see there are these shapes that are, uh, are painted different colors, uh, mostly whites and blacks and occasionally a gray, like this sort of middle grade that extend out in these different places throughout the room, sometimes up like this, like a, a cube will pop out like five, 10 feet up in the, in the, in the ceiling, or excuse me, up the wall. You can see like a triangle, uh, almost pyramid shape drooping down from the top. And you can see that there is various machinery. Sometimes there are these projectors coming out of these nooks in the ceiling. Some of them are coming out of the ground. Some of them are coming out of the walls. And there, there definitely seems to be a few of the gallery workers that are testing. And so when you walk in here, at times it looks blank, but at other times, once the holograph machines are, are sort of clicked on, you can see that what it does is it seems to throw these filters 
uh, onto these these blank shapes, and it and the different colors causes different uh, sort of different shades here and there. And what you effectively see is this impression of LA. And you've you've flown across LA before. You've been in the spinner, so you've gotten a look at LA in ways that the average person really doesn't. Like the the poor don't necessarily get the opportunity. You know, those living on the ground or low floors aren't regularly up in spinners flying about, but you are as an LAPD. And so you can see very familiar sections. Now the place is, is certainly, like I said, impressionistic. So you can, it almost, but you can, you can see like these deliberate strokes, like they're not real physical strokes, but they're somehow digitally recreated. And it kind of creates this impression that like LA is sort of melting down and sort of everything's got this motion to it. And you can see things like the Wallace Corps building, you can see that big brutalist monstrosity that is the LAPD headquarters. Uh, so you can see uh, what looks like, you know, the the financial district and it's all its glory and splendor. Uh, but you can see this occasionally popping in and popping out. And so there's all these different strange blocks and nooks and crannies around this large octagonal room. And there's all this different machinery. What do you want to do in here? Is it in the process of being set up? Or is it all? Yeah, they're situated? it's definitely they're definitely setting up and going through like test runs for sure. I'll ask if all these galleries are owned by Kiani if she made the artworks. Sure, and so that's an easy answer. And like, uh, yes, uh, Miss Kiani is a very talented, very talented artist. She is transcendent. She can appreciate the past. And all its beauty, but also look forward to the present, to the to the future, but never, never discount the present day. And like they'll like throw this piece against the wall, and they'll say, "Watch how it almost seems like the time lapsing as our own miscare and mistreatment of the city, of the country, of the planet, has effectively ruined our our once glorious way of life. And now we are we're in this dark." dark place with rain dripping down. They get very highfalutin with their language uh, and they use a, probably about a hundred words more than they need to to answer your question. Yeah, and I'll, I'll break them down a bit to see how the logistics of the gallery go on, like the procedures, like how long is it a path that people take or is it free roaming? It will be sort of free roaming for the first hour or two, uh, but eventually there will be uh, a special event uh, at, a, at a, approximately 90 minutes into the showing uh, where uh, Portia uh, herself uh, will introduce uh, something new, uh, something that I don't even have access to, that I haven't seen. Uh, it's a new project that she's apparently been working on all by herself. And we're all extraordinarily excited. If it's anything like what we've seen in her work prior, it only gets better and better, more precise, but also it speaks even greater volumes than that what has come before. Is this part of it? This? No, no. This is older work. This is work that has been around. She's been, well, honestly, I, I, I don't want to overstate what I know, and you're just speaking to one of the people setting up. This is just a mm -hmm. faceless person in the gallery, you know, gallery prep. But this is some of her older work. Uh, 
The Melting City, I believe she first premiered it about seven months ago uh, within Fiamma. Uh, I think she does have pieces that might go back longer than that, but the, the full display that you see here wasn't entirely completed till six or seven months ago. And I'll have a look around. Don't let me get in your way while they're setting up. Uh, please be careful what you touch. Uh, there are things in here that are quite valuable. Even some of the setup pieces. And she points to some of those really blank geometric shapes. A slight, very, very slight movement of these, these places could drastically throw some of the projections off. So please be very careful with what you move. And if there's any, if there's anything you need to see or need to be moved, please call one of us over so we can handle it. Understood. So if there's something, is there something particular you're looking for? Is there something you're searching for? Is there, you tell me. Yeah. Let's just see if anything stands out that's not really part of the art. Okay. Uh, let's go with an observation test. Let's just say that. So go ahead and give us an observation. You Is anybody in here with device. him? Anyone in here with him? Uh, Faye, if you want to roll as well or if you want to assist him, either one. Yeah, I have a concussion, fine. so uh, when I, I try to look at things and I see double. Oh, no. Mm. So I have disadvantage on them. Okay. So let me try. Yeah, yeah. Faye, I, you can I think it'd be too. funny... Yeah. If you saw like the pipe bomb with like the stereotypical wires coming off of it. Faye is going to be looking for like air vents and stuff like that, possibly that might have things in them. Sure. Uh... Vantra still got one success. Okay. One success uh, for Koji. It looks like a fail for Faye. I'm pushing. Okay. All right. Faye also got a success. Okay. Awesome. Okay, I'll start with you, Faye, since you were very specific in what you were looking for. So you're checking things like vents. Absolutely, there are, this This, this is a well-regulated, climate-controlled area. Uh, and as you go through some of these vents, and you don't really get any strange looks because they don't really seem to be impacted, impacting the displays. You look inside, there's nothing there. Like you, fl you flash your light around, uh, you see... You also, I would say, notice that the vents themselves look to be in relatively good condition. Doesn't look mm -hmm. like they've been broken or busted or pried or anything like that. And when you look, when you look down them, they're small. They're not big enough for a person to crawl through or anything like that. Maybe a, maybe like you know, you can reach down, or maybe a small child could, but a person like a grown person couldn't do it. Um, but no, there's nothing in here that that catches your attention and makes you think that something's been hid. Koji, uh, you're looking around uh, stuff that's out of place. Um, you notice, and maybe you even are drawn to it because of the guy that you were speaking with was, you know, as he, as he moves away from you and you do a sweep of the room, you can hear like an exasperation start to weigh on his voice as he's talking to another, uh, another worker and apparently one of these, these central geometric rectangles, like that's propping up out of the ground uh, and then surrounded, you can see all these other shapes as well. It almost looks like 
like these sort of pasty abstract skyscrapers without anything being projected onto them. He's complaining that something's wrong. Like the texture is off or the, the measurements are off. And every time he throws on this little holograph, he, he, he throws it onto the, you know, where it's supposed to be projected. And you can, and even you can probably see with your one observation that something is displaying improperly. And you hear him just talking about how this, this was fine yesterday. It was fine the day before. And now suddenly something's wrong. And like someone with their gorilla fingers or something like that is going around causing problems. And he kind of looks over at you when he says that. And then that continues. I'll walk up to that part and see if he, I can get a closer look. Can you open that? Is, is it hollow? If I open it, then it might take... I, we don't have that kind of time. Guests are going to be arriving in less than an hour. I can't... I, if I open it now, then I might just compound the problem. Is this really necessary? If you say it's out of place and no one's been touching it, currently looking for something. Fine, fine. And so they reach into their, this, this belt. They have like this tool belt, this utility belt. They pull out what looks to be some basic hand tools and you see them very carefully pry open a panel and it surprises you to see that like this is it's very metallic it has like a teeny sound to it and when you look inside i would say with one observation it looks it looks like there's some scrapes or something in here but there's nothing in but there's nothing inside it, it looks like there it has been slightly damaged on the inside uh, but you don't see anything actually hiding within has this always been damaged and you can see, no, it has not. And whoever did this, when I find out who it is, like as their voice gets really loud and threatening, like I'm going to do the same thing, but 10 times worse to your face. I'll take just a slight longer glance at it, but if there's nothing really out of place, like, all right, thanks for your time opening that. Okay. Uh, so when you say you're taking a slight longer glance, like, is, are you doing, are you taking a different tactic or anything like that? Is there something else you're doing with it or? If there's a sort of pattern or it's just like random, random It damage. looks like it, I would say for free, no role necessary. It looks like, it looks like something scraped along the bottom. Uh, maybe something was dragged in or pushed in, in a way. Uh, like either dragged out and there was something metallic on the bottom, metal on metal scrape, or something was pushed in. It was sort of scraped, but it, there's nothing here currently. Uh, where were these pieces before they were installed? These have been installed for months. Really? Okay. Uh, is there a subspace between this floor and the next floor below? or? I'm sure there's some sort of space between, but that we don't control the floor below this one. Okay. Uh, so why you two think? Let's kick over to Lawton for a bit. So Lawton, you have been in LAPD headquarters for a bit. You re most recently did a deep dive into Porsche Chiani, uh, but uh, you are here by yourself. You're at your, we'll say you're at your console for the Esper wall. What would Lawton be up to? Um, maybe you could 
tell me, would I feel like there's any way I could track down more evidence of me forgetting things or tampering with evidence that I don't remember? Would there be any like uh, digital fingerprints or tracks that I could follow just to see what else I might have changed? Where are you looking for this? So would, are you talking about like within the LAPD database on the Within, SQL? yes. Yeah. Uh, or is that just too broad of a thing? So we can do it. Uh, I would say roll tech. If you're if you're you're narrowing it specifically to like cases that you've might have been involved in or cases that uh, that yeah, might I think be related. I would, I would try to search for things that have my name on them, mm-hmm. uh, or like my username uh, logged into to edit anything like that. Okay, you said tech. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it would be a tech. Right. Rolling my new volley dice. Very nice. Uh, one success. Okay. Uh, you, I would say, with one success. And so things you've already discovered is that you've kind of done something for the records of uh, of both Ty Walter and Joe Hulao, where their their like DNA, like their composite, when you when you registered it, it was the imagery that we're getting, the name that was associated with that was not and like the, the names and the faces were not the same. So like you kind of mixed the records up possibly. I, you, I would say that with one success, you, you don't really find anything from anything connected to the people of interest within this investigation. If you start digging back through your old files you would find that yeah you would probably find something along the lines of trying to think of how to how to phrase this in a way that that sort of makes sense um you you certainly have a history of working on this wall logging in logging out and one of the things you noticed is that you change your logs, like meaning how long you've been on it, when you've been in the system, that kind of thing. So it's just, it, it, there seems evidence that for some reason, like you've been trying to make it seem like you're not in the system as often as you really are. And this goes back a ways. This isn't just recent. Like this is years. That's what I was going to ask. Years and years of this. I've yeah. Been on the force for three years. Mm-hmm. Would there be any records before that three years? And like, basically, what would be the first instance I could find, and what would be the last, like most recent? So you've been on the force for three years, and that does seem to be consistent. Uh, but one thing you do notice is that because you've already discovered the way in which you manipulated. Walters and who allows files to sort of obfuscate some of it, you actually notice that you did this. You apparently did something very similar, like the technique of doing so to your own from three years ago when you first, so like your, your personnel file has many of the same tactics, many of the same techniques that you would see 
in the, in, in, as it's displayed with these other suspects. There would be no way to rebuild what I changed, though, correct? No, no, you don't think so. Um, yeah. And you also only had one success. Like, if you want to push to try to yeah, get that's a second. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, no, I won't push. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. I think after I would sort through that, if I have time in the shift, I would uh, pack my bags and get out of headquarters and try to meet up with them. Okay. Yeah. So we can say you're doing that. If that's what you want to do, no problem. Okay. We'll go back and we'll say Everett and Arlie, where did you two head to? Um, the Whispers in the Mist uh, exhibit. Okay, Arlie, you uh, you joined him for this, so we're yes, I did. Uh, moving into okay, perfect. So you you head over to the Whispers in the Mist. It's not, you know, entirely different, but essentially what you're seeing is when you walk in, you are you don't see like an actual cityscape the way that I described Faye and Koji's. Yours, this is a much more surrealistic depiction where you see this kind of ethereal landscape, things that are only described in history books or people who are very old that can describe some of these things. Uh, but they're all created in a way that suggests a level of abstraction. It certainly seems, and probably if you, you know, if you listen to some of the people that are working in here, it was some of her more experimental work, especially with abstraction. And you notice also that there are a significant amount of just symbols and you hear, you hear like she, she, like she got into like street art, like influences were street art, were, were old hieroglyphics, things like that, ways of, of sort of communicating ideas through imagery. And I'll just give this to you for free. Both of you notice more than once this eye kind of pops up and it's not combined with the wake up, you know, image. You don't see the whole thing, but you do see that exact same eye. Like it looks identical to the way that you've seen it crop up here and there. So, uh, what was the shape of the room again? Octagon or square? Yours, uh, yours is the sort of this this sort of parallelogram with these angled walls here and there. It's very and like you can see the few of them are rounded as well. So it kind of creates this uh, this sort of unpredictable uh, layout to the room where it's just trying. Like you, you almost feel kind of uncomfortable when the lights start flickering and going through. Is it creates this uh, this effect where you almost kind of feel out of sorts, discombobulated in some way. Is the art set up in like in a way where it's like on the edges of all of the walls, and then like some pieces in the center, and you kind of like rotate around it, or is it? Yeah, so different? very very similar to the way it was described with Faye and Koji. Much of her work is like about kind of this holographic projection on things, but it's not just on the walls. You can see that there are these different devices that seem to almost motion sensor pick up movement, turn, point, face, drape people in their various and you know in their clothing here and there, and so that you can see on yourself this sort of display of what is supposed to be there. It's way more mobile than the one that Faye and Koji in, which is, is way more static in terms of its locations. Um, Everett will turn to Arlie and say, so uh, where would you put a bomb if you wanted to hit as many people as possible? I would expect it to be in the center of the room, but this exhibit seems like it, people could be spread all over. Well, uh, I 
and I'll do some quick calculations and um, I would probably need to find something that would be able to house the equipment and not be viewed. And so I'll kind of look for something that seems you could hide something inside. Yeah. So you can roll an observation test if you like. Um, but you do notice, I would say very clearly uh, that there is a slope to the room as you move in, almost as if everything is sort of draining into the center and at the center, it's not a very steep slope, but you can feel it. It's very subtle. And at the very center of this room, you can see there's this strange diamond-shaped drain uh, with this, this sort of uh, like raised platform above it and these different vertical like rebar that seems to be connecting this very tiny platform to this hole in the middle. Uh, that is not a bad place. Uh, there are also uh, plenty of what looks like panels along the walls which seem to be housing some of the holographic you know machinery you can see very subtle subtly painted wires that are sneaking up out from behind those panels and connecting to some of those uh, those those holographic projectors so just just from that you would think those are are decent enough places that maybe would work okay and i do get a success on my observation so if you if you get down on your your hands and knees and you stick your head underneath that that platform at the center and get a flashlight out if you were reassigned one from when you lost it and (laughs) you you see that there is this uh, this chamber that is again has that pale like sort of diamond shape it's hollowed out Uh, it's very reflective it's mirror like and you notice that there is a subtle crack in the mirror but you don't see anything in here it definitely looks like something heavy was mistakenly placed perhaps in this small chamber uh, and there is a very small fracture. Uh, I would say Everett, if you're looking at the other ones, if you're kind of opening up some of those panels on the walls, uh, most of that is, is chock full of machinery. Like there's just not a whole lot of room. So you, you don't see, so like, and everything's pretty tightly, uh, you know, tightly packed in there. And not only that, but the people who are coming in and setting up, they're regularly opening every panel, checking a few things, tweaking some, so that they're constantly going in and out of it. No one seems to be coming down to this like central central drain. So I'm not sure if this is something that we would have on us necessarily. Um, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Stone probably would. Um, but uh, like, I'm wondering if this is a scenario um, to like look for residue perhaps to try to like, do we have some little CSI ish kind of a something or another that we could like swap an area, see if it changes colors. Do you have a tech kit? I know that Lawton stone <laughs> has something like that. I, I think he's got, don't, don't you, didn't we were saying like Lawton was carrying something. You got furrings. Is, uh, is it official or? I don't actually like, have inventory. I just okay. have a specialty for as a scientist. I get advantage to tech and medical aid roles. Because okay. you have your Kia, and so your Kia is is certainly capable of doing some some basic, you know, some very basic forensic data collection and stuff. So you certainly could do that. Uh, and I will say, since you brought it up, since you have your Kia, since. We'll say that it has been modified somewhat to to collect things. And not only that, but because Arlie, you specifically worked with Lawton, you actually get a very faint, faint 
like residue or, or, or sort of that, that, that sort of signature, that similar signature that was popping up in the Kipple Waste that popped up in the workshop where the bombs were being crafted that popped up within the, uh, the, the very Chemplast warehouse. Same thing here. It's very faint. It is not the type of thing that would randomly pop up in a place. That's, it's not like asbestos. It, this, is, this is really out of place. But it's barely, it's a barely a blip. Gives you the impression that something maybe was here, but was taken away. Okay. So Arlie will kind of get on the Kia um, to make sure that everyone's aware. Um, we kind of direct it because I, I think we're all kind of connected. So kind of to uh, uh, Mr. Stone, I, I must say that I am grateful for your tenacity in assessing the type of uh, substance that we were uh, looking for because we have actually found that substance here uh, in a place that it definitely should not be. I I don't know if you should tell me this. I don't know if you can trust me. Oh, hogwash, of course we can. Uh, this is your uh, research that led us to uh, everything that we have found so far. Um, Ms. Harcrow, Mr. Sunru, have you uh, discovered any, we, and I'll kind of give an update that, you know, it looks like we found something where something used to be and, and it was definitely uh, questionable. Have you found any such thing? Yeah, found heavy movement. Something's been here. Moved out of the exhibit. Yeah, it looks like it might have been like a storage spot. Perhaps this is how these items were brought in undetected. Definitely makes sense. We'll have to keep looking. Just a couple more exhibits. So, uh, Arlie, you would know that that wouldn't actually make sense, uh, especially since oh. Faye and Koji heard that this that, that your specific exhibit has been in place for several months. Uh, and Arlie, you know, and that, like most of these these get the only thing like new is in that central main gallery area, and there's not even anything really there. It's just like this big opening space. Uh, but in terms of like them getting it in here, they would have had to have got it in here five, six, seven months ago. Uh, and at least in the case of uh, Faye, like you've you've seen Warwick and engaged with him, spoke with him, hung out with him, you know, a month ago. It's only been the last few weeks where he's kind of become this distant, disappeared person. Uh, so the timeline seems a little off on that. So if the if the four of you converge, if you want, on the last of the three. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, so, so I was about to say, let's go to uh, Cityscapes and Flux. So what you see in Cityscapes and Flux is essentially famous cityscapes from around the world, both modern day and throughout history. All of it's kind of imbued in that same kind of impressionistic style, but it has this kind of flickering, almost cartoon-like effect that shows like this this um, this exaggerated deconstruction and destruction of these cities. But I'll say with what you've seen so far, the four of you start poking around looking and you find evidence of the exact same thing. So something was was placed here as was instructed in the messages, but it's not here now. Uh, so we do, we do know that Hu Lao escaped. So... Yeah there's a very good chance that uh, he's reached out to them to let them know that the mission's compromised and they might have changed things. <clears throat> I 
seems like the best chance they have. I, why would they delay their actions? It, it does seem that they would want to not take a risk to not get their target. I think it just means we perhaps we need to look a little bit further. So the the lady who's the artist of the show, she has the tattoo, by the way. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that, but so there's a very good chance that she's also part of this group, potentially, like sympathies. And now she has this new exhibit that's going to be a surprise 90 minutes into the show. Uh, Faye's going to look for, what was his name? Gibbons? Um, Agent see- Gibbs. Agent Gibbs. He's Does been he- shadowing you, staying out of your way, letting you do your thing, but he or one yeah. of his people have been shadowing you the whole time. Uh, Agent Agent Gibbs, do you know yes. where she's keeping the items for her surprise show? I do not know. As far as I know, there is no items that are on display most of her work, as you can see, is light projection on surfaces of different shapes and such. So I believe that the main gallery has already been laid out, how it's supposed to be laid out. It's according to Chaz, and uh, everything's in place. But uh, there is no, there's no physical objects that I'm aware of that have been cleared with my people. And do you know? Listen, uh- listen. Sometimes, you know, you get it wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's no shame in it. You guys got it wrong. You know, you dodge your eyes, you cross your T's. It's good you came here, making sure no one gets hurt. That's good. It's noble. You should be proud of that. But I think maybe, maybe your intelligence is a little off on this one. Uh, but don't you think it's a bit coincidental that two different, or we, we saw evidence of something in the third exhibit too, right? Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, you. I mean, would whether you share that. To, yeah, so would it be safe to say that we took pictures of that that I could show sure. him and say? Uh, so I, I guess I'd ask the group: Are we okay with showing pictures of this to someone not in our group? Yeah, I we're mean, sharing this info. Yeah, he was shadowing. Okay, think of your promotion so, points. <laughs> um, it's last session, yeah, so, so. Then <laughs> Everett will show show the images on the Kia and say, "Don't you think it's a little too coincidental?" Listen, man, there's an old saying, you know, when you, from way back in the day, when you, something along the lines of when you see hoof prints, you don't think zebra, it's a horse. And what I see here is I see some damage, sure, some slight damage, but this is also a gallery that's been open for months now. It's going to happen. So I, I don't know. There's nothing here. Who can we get? Who do we need to talk to to get access to the sub area so we can look below? Uh, it's it's not her it's not her family's work. It's not her family's location. It's someone else's. I don't, I'm not not sure. I think we did a sweep. Hang on one second. And he's like, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Henrietta, and you can see he kind of steps away, kind of communicates here and there, and like after a moment or two, he'll return. Uh, and he'll just say, uh, yeah, it's just another family, uh, affluential, as you might expect this high up, uh, Sacco family. They, uh, they are currently, uh, getting ready to host a, a dinner party. I think the upper floors, uh, 
at least uh, are, are going to be cleared out. But uh, I don't think the, there's anything to worry about. I mean, people did a nice sweep. Uh, we spoke with them with the proper channels. There's nothing there to be worried about. We checked them. We checked the vents, checked closets, checked everything. Everything's on the up and up, man. I just think you're grasping for straws. You just, I get it. I get it. I've been there. I, I mean, sure. It's not my job on the one. line. Yeah, that's fine to say. When these people die, though, or do you think you'll be able to work? Can Arlie do like an insight test or something? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, starting to get a little uh, bad taste in my mouth about this guy here. Um, I'm going to take one of our boosts here. So this will be a, uh, eight and a 10. So that's multiple successes. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. sorry. The, the die size. Sorry. That was okay. the, the die size that I was rolling. Well, poop. No. Good push. Resolve. So you take resolve. Remember you push, you can take, you take resolve damage. Uh, if you roll a unicorn or one. Don't replicants take resolve no matter what? Yeah, that's true. Which it's good that you know that rule. Yeah, because that's why I didn't push earlier. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm a replicant, you know, I just didn't want to chance it. You're a replicant? What? Melissa, are you pushing? Uh, Sure. We're killing time for you, Melissa. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what that is. That. A lolly and on a D8 and an eight on the D10. Okay, it's multiple successes. Okay, so I'll give you two things. So one, Heat certainly is not being forthcoming. Like you can tell he is pushing, he wants you guys off the premises. And like you can tell that he's really pushing that. And secondly, when Everett showed him the photos, you can say you 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 noticed a small little a small little kind of glitch or hesitation as if he was kind of annoyed about something. Like you can see a touch of annoyance come to his face. It was very, very subtle. He has a very good poker face, but not that good. Uh, but you, you're definitely getting the sense he is not being truthful with you guys and that he's keeping, he's hiding something and he really would prefer you guys not to be here. So Arlie is going to kind of intentionally kind of turn around and kind of make eye contact with everyone and just say, um, yes, I'm sorry. What was your name again? Me? I'm Agent Gibbs. Yes, Agent Gibbs. And, and she's going to make sure that the key is turned on for uh, Mr. Stone to be able to hear this as well. Uh, Mr. Gibbs, it, it re really does seem as if you would be Agent much Gibbs, more interested please. in ensuring, and she does not correct herself, in... Uh, ensuring the safety of everyone this year, including your employer. And it really does not seem as if you are interested in that. You seem much more interested in uh, shooing us away. Um, There's a charity event this night. I gave you all plenty of time. My people, myself, we shadowed you. We let you have the run of the place. You looked everywhere you wanted to look. You haven't found anything other than a few you know, illustrations of possible Bad maintenance. I think you're you're jumping to conclusions here. All right. And you're 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 making a panic where there doesn't necessarily need to be one. I understand you are an LAPD. You don't realize once you get to the level that I'm at, the office that I work for, 
These types of threats, they come in all the time. We're very good at vetting whether or not they are real or whether or not they're just someone having a laugh. How uh, exposed is our, like, are we talking like right in the middle of yeah, the you're lobby in the middle or of we the gallery. off to the side a little bit? There's, there's, it, there's catering people, there's his own people, there's some of the gallery staff all coming and going. Again, there's a uh, clock ticking down. You can even see a digital clock starting to count down to when they first start showing up. Harley is frustrated as crap at his like super low tone calmness. Um, and like just, she's going to punch him in the nose. She's done. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're going to punch him. I'm, I'm remembering that we're law enforcement and we don't have to discuss this nicely. And <laughs> you're losing promotion points left and right <laughs> here. I remember that we're law it's enforcement. It's the last I remember so that we're law enforcement. I really just go punch this, you know, this just UN of, like, of official who's here entirely legally. Uh, okay, uh, it's going to be, uh, obviously it's going to be contested. Uh, take advantage because it's going to be, this is coming out of nowhere. He's not expecting this. So you can take advantage, but it's still going to be contested. Let me oh, see what no. he's got here. Sorry. What am I rolling? You're rolling hand to hand. You're punching it. Hand to hand, yeah. It's okay. combat. It's so everything's face. contestant. I'm going to take another boost on yeah. this. That's it. Okay. Also, yeah. while they were talking, would I be able to look up and see what Agent Gibbs looks like on record in case someone's trying to just pass off as him? Yeah. If you look up Lena Kova's office and you go through like head of personnel or head of security of her personnel, it matches. Everything matches. It looks exactly like what he's supposed to look like. All right. How'd you do? I got one success. How'd you I do, Arlie? I also Arlie? got one success. Okay. Are you pushing? I, I, so remind me of this. I currently have a one on one of my dice. Right. So the winner hits the loser and inflicts damage. Uh, a tie means no one is hit. So basically, you're taking a swing and he is kind of brushing it off to the side. And you're, you right, know, I'm going to push. It's the last okay. session. Um, okay. This guy's the last session. So I'm going to get us <laughs> <thrown> <laughs> into <laughs> the Hague. Sorry to everyone else. Who, no, you're good. I was just like, nope, I'm done. You're annoying me. Uh, yeah. So again, that is a lolly and an eight. So that's two successes. All right. So what's the total amount of successes you have? Two total? Uh, two total, because an eight is just okay. one success. So, so you punch him. Uh, you you punch him in the face. Oh, you can see his head turns. You can see a bit of blood kind of starts to trickle down his nose. So he turns back to you with the... Oh, that's it. Get your freaking toaster oven out of this goddamn gallery. I'm reporting this to your superior... Your fucking ass is getting retired. Get her the fuck out of my face right now. Right now. Well, Arlie, I'm saying that to whoever else. Yeah. What was that all about? Arlie, what are you doing? He is clearly impeding our investigation. Uh, if nothing else, he should be handcuffed and set off to the side while we actually it, complete impeding our work. He's just giving us his, his suggestion. We don't have to go beating him up. He's really not. He is very clearly hiding information. He very clearly knew that something had happened with those. He knows more than he's letting on, and he's trying to shoo us out of here and get Based people Based on what? You haven't it's, said anything. Is everyone's attention on Arlie and... Yes, um, everyone's attention is now on this, and he <laughs> is livid, and he is like... I, yeah, go ahead. What do you want to do? Can I stealth away? 
like just yeah go ahead, go ahead and roll it take advantage because everyone's attention is drawn to this i'm still gonna roll okay you know contested but you can take advantage Listen, on it do we have any boosts left yes we do i'll take one because i have a d6 for myself no wait I, I, you're rolling stealth i'm rolling observation what am i doing sorry roll the wrong one. i got one success okay that is more than me you get out which way do you go where do you where do you head Everett, not really knowing the lay of the land, wants to try and find like a stairwell or something to go through those subspaces to see just to look around. Okay. So you're looking to go down. Uh, I would say you don't actually find a staircase going down. You do find a staircase going up to this VIP area where there's a fancy looking bar and everything that's up there, but you don't see anything going down. And like you're doing this quick from the central gallery and there's different places that are going different locations. But uh, but. Do you want to go up there or do you want to go, you want to keep, you know, cause you, 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 you're, so this is an art gallery and the people yeah. who own the, the, the levels below this are somebody else. So like the idea that this thing is connected cause the floors above this are essentially where the Kiana fan, Kiana, the Kiani family owns the floors above this. And this is the lowest. Maybe floor. I misunderstood the first room's description. And I thought they mentioned some like kind of like subspace where, stuff was going on i'm thinking like I, a crawl space or no they uh, i asked if there was it. like a subspace between floors but that was just me oh I mean, there's okay. always gonna be heard... space between floors and in, in the construction of a building yeah. and you guys are on the well, 300th floor of this building yeah. and there's still like another hundred and half of those are owned by the kiani family Everything well it was also the drain that diamond shaped drain made me think that there was some like ba like basement I know we're in the middle of a building but okay um, I mean, I'll, give yeah, it, I'll, I'll give it to you that like part of the part of that display is this idea of like a dry ice fog type thing and that's where a lot of that's coming from oh, so okay. if up is the only way um, yeah I guess Everett will go into the bar and at least see if there's people there that he can like talk with or some some okay. other doors where he can get to other areas all right, so we'll say you go up, but let's go back to the moment because this moment is actually pretty important. And he is, he, this guy is livid. This guy is on his comms. This guy is contacting his office. You can hear him already starting to report. He looks to Faye. He looks to Koji. What is her, what is her serial number? What, who is she? Identification now, right now. Faye is like, because Koji's yelling at Arlie, Faye is immediately calling Chief Holden because like, okay. shit, we got fucked up. But because also, didn't we find residue of the? Um, you did. Substance? You found you found a small. It's not not residue, but you like. Remember, we were doing like a radiation yeah. thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. The science is right out of who cares, but like that, some very very faint evidence there. Yeah. So Faye wants to bring it up that to, to Holden that we found that, but they're trying to kick us out. All right, we need to deal with this. Yeah. I want to stress this for everybody. Arlie is a Nexus Nine replicant. When she behaves strangely, which is like telling someone to fuck off, she has to take a baseline test. She just punched a UN security agent completely for no reason. And like she has her reasons, but but on the surface for completely no reasons. And he is calling in and he when he said she needs to be retired, that means she's going to get killed. Like this is the type of thing like like what, what Arlie just did is an extremely egregious thing to do. So he is livid. You guys are getting closed in upon by agent gibbs is people and he is he wants her number so when you call like you can call deputy chief holden but like stuff's gonna happen while you're doing that then i'll break uh, in between them uh, agent gibbs i'm so sorry i don't know what's gotten in arlie but 
These fucking toasters, I swear to God. I swear to God. I don't know why we ever made them. I've got. Oh, you're right, though. I'm all right. I'm all right. We can't even make a freaking display screen that doesn't sometimes go on the fritz. We think we can just reproduce humans and think that they're not going to freaking go off like this. These psychopaths. I don't want anything to do with this shit. What is her designation now? Right now. And he's like, got, he's like, he's got his finger like right on your chest, Koji, as he's doing that. Do you really need it? Is it necessary? Oh, it's necessary. And you can and you see like he motions to his face. It's necessary. And f- I don't give it to you. you. I'm gonna be able to find it one way or the other. And if I have to find it the hard way, and it ain't gonna be that hard. I got people in the LAPD. You think Kova doesn't have pull there? She's got pull there, my friend. All right. Like, I don't know like, how far back you go on the force, but she was chief there once. And if you think I can't pull this information, you're dead wrong. So if you want to get out from under this, you give me that now. I leave your name out of this, or at least I say you were cooperative. Oh, I completely understand. And the way you're bad mouthing these replicants right now, what if I told you the setup, the replicants, they're planning this? Enough she with ob- this shit, man. She Enough with it. Needs a baseline. You've looked around. There's nothing here. Enough. Get off the premises. Take your freaking little pet. Get her the hell back to headquarters. I don't want to see your faces here again. And if she has a badge come morning, I swear to you, I'm coming for you. You got me? Don't worry. I'll give you it. And we'll get out of your hair. Okay. But what we told you, send stone. I'll give me the information and just leave. Go. And so he's like had enough. He wipes his, and he's like a few, you can see a few of his people are, are, are kind of following you, making sure you leave. Faye, are you going with them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the only one left. Am in the I going to be showing up right as they? Yeah, release. you better be. You better so, get so in. Here comes the LAPD spinner for Lawton Stone landing right as Arlie, Faye, and Koji are getting escorted by well, a formal dressed UN plainclothes operatives. Like there are these are, these are agent security personnel, I should say, that are escorting you all out to your own spinner. And now here comes Lawton, and they're kind yeah. of just wait, and they're waiting for you to load up. And I'll say Lawton, you land. Um, you can see that. So I would see them like getting ready to load up. Mm-hmm. I probably, I think we had comms on, so you definitely heard. I did. You got yeah. kicked out. Yeah. I would want to come out hot uh, and yelling at Arlie. Arlie, what the fuck? Deputy Chief Holden's calling me, and you got to come in for a baseline. I'm taking you right now. Sure thing, Mr. Stone. Sure thing. No one here is uh, at all interested in the truth, so I suppose we might as well just uh, keep this charade going. But she'll, You keep like, the shit locked the- up until you get your baseline. Holden's breathing down my neck. Get in the spinner. Yes, Mr. Stone. You hear, like, you hear some of the crowd, like some of the people who ask her, you just sort of laughing at this point. 
another toaster on the fritz, you know, shit like that. They're saying awful things as, as like you just kind of lead her into the spinner at that point. They're just kind of laughing. No role necessary. They believed it. Koji and Faye, what about you two? Yeah, they wish to escort off the premises, so I will comply. Okay. Now, in the commotion, they didn't notice that Everett snuck away. And so, Everett, you are upstairs. Uh, there is a beautiful bar. Uh, and you can see everything is backlit. There are all sorts of high shelf liquors, plenty of things up here, bartenders that are getting set up. You actually don't see any of the security personnel up here. Uh, it really just looks like workers for the, you know, for the gallery, or excuse me, I should say caterers. You don't even see gallery workers up here. What do you want to do? Are there bathrooms? Sure. He's going to go into the men's restroom. Okay, you head into the men's meth, men's men's restroom. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. This thing is probably worth more than the entire, you know, like the entire floor of your building. Okay, I've not been in a fancy bathroom uh, in life because that's not. But I've seen them them seen them in movies. Is there like grooming uh, stuff on the counters? You know, like to. Like after shaves and colognes after and stuff. shaves yeah. <laughs> sounds great to me we'll say yeah okay there's a guy harvey s- Keitel, sitting right next to you waiting for you to tip that's an old snl reference <laughs> is there <clears throat> would it be safe to say that there's like a razor or scissors or something in there uh a uh, razor's probably too much um but sure, we'll say in one, uh, there's a drawer. We can say there's some scissors. That's fine. I don't think a razor makes sense, but scissors, we'll say. Okay. Uh, Everett's going to do the best that he can to disguise himself or at least not look like himself. So he's going to like shave. Well, I don't know how well he can do with scissors, but he's going to cut all his hair off. He's going to basically try and have like super short hair, clean face. He's going to take off his clothes. He has an undershirt, of course, but he's going to, yeah, he's going hardcore and like undercover. Okay, uh, Derek, I'm gonna need you to step away and cut your hair off, and then come back in proper, uh, in proper time. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do a uh, probably. A, I mean, this is probably stealth again. Uh, how many successes did you have on your initial roll? Just the one. Yeah, just one. So I'll say this is gonna be a. Let's make it a stealth test again, or yeah. I think I think a stealth makes sense here. Uh, roll a stealth test is really just to disguise yourself. Just the quality, uh, just the quality of it. Do we by chance still have more bonuses? Uh, we do. I'm gonna use one then because I need it. All right, and this is normal one this time, right? Yeah, this is just normal. Cool. Well, actually, I mean, you, you can take your time with it. So, uh, another success. It's just one. <laughs> All right. So I will say that you do a decent enough job to disguise yourself as so you don't look exactly like what you did when you walked in here. So certainly you're not going to like you're not going to fool Faye or Koji or Lawton or Arlie. Like that's not going to happen. But some random folks that don't necessarily know what you look like, like that you're a cop. Yeah, sure. Like I think you can probably pass for it. Yeah. Okay. He'll leave like his trench coat and, um, I guess any other like clothing items that he'll leave them in like the top tank of a toilet, like lift the lid, put it in there, mm-hmm. put the lid back on top. So tries to leave everything in order. All of the hair, of course, okay. he just flushes down the toilet Fair. and then he's going to oh, go back okay. out <laughs> to the bar Poor plumbing. Um, <laughs> and then he's going to um, 
grab a drink and try and chat with the bartender. Okay. So they hand you over this, you know, whatever it is you order. And they kind of look up at the clock and like, they're still like, you can see there's like these countdowns to when they open up. They're still like 15 minutes or so before like the doors are opening to the public and they just, but they still make you the drink. Cause like, if you're in here, like they assume you're, you're probably supposed to be in here and they don't necessarily know who you are at. Uh, but they might say something along the lines of, uh, starting early. Yeah. I always get nervous with crowds. So this kind of helps take the edge off, you know? Well, I think that's going to be a very big one tonight. I can tell you that very, uh, very, all the, uh, the important people, you know, big wigs, lots of, lots of money getting thrown around in here. So I've been hearing, uh, I also heard some people mumbling about checking things for some reason, real weird folks down there, some shouting at some point. That's why I came up here. It just made me super anxious. Oh, that's just the security folks. They've been here for, well, they've been here all day, to be honest. They, uh, I mean, coming and going, yeah, I mean, a, kind of a pain, but Hey, you know, if it keeps us safe, it keeps us safe, you know, so we can just relax and enjoy ourselves, you know? But, uh, worse. But yeah, they've been, um, they've had their fingers and things. I'll tell you that whenever they bring one of them, UN bigwigs down, they're just poking and prodding all of our, uh, all of the displays. They went through all my bottles. I had to rearrange all my shelves. They didn't rough anyone up, did they? While they were checking all your guys' belongings. Oh no, they just they just thought they owned the place, you know. Lifting this up, looking that stuff. Like he opens up, he's like, if you look down here, opens up one of these cabinets. I had a they they just opened this up, shined a thousand lights around, moved some things in a bit, and then I had to go back in and fix it all. Broke two of my bottles. Wasn't top shelf, so it's okay. Yeah, that's good. Did you make sure you bill them for it? I'm sure they can afford it. Did they oh, put sure. anything? Like, are they just like, I mean, it can't be that hard to look for stuff. You have a flashlight. Are they bringing in like the heavy equipment and putting stuff down too? Or like, no, why no, are they so much stuff up. I heard they took a few things from some of the, from some of the exhibits, but, uh, I don't know what it was, but, uh, no, I mean, they, they apologize, but not, you know, sincerely for breaking the bottles, but they apologize and said, uh, you know, invoice it or whatever. Uh, they actually confiscated something that I was uh, that I brought in with me as a as a little relic uh, piece of technology. They said that could be dangerous. Do you know if they have like an office where I could go and see like this, you know, like get my belonging back before I leave? They didn't mention anything. They just took it and left. Well, yeah, I mean, the gallery has offices. Sure. But I, I you know, no offense, sir, but I, it's not really for guests even if it's just to pick up my little doodad? Uh, I would imagine that you, you'll be able to pick it up on your way out if they confiscated something. That's what I mean. They, they didn't tell me anything. It's like, you know, they broke your bottle and they were like, bill me. They just took it and they're like, they didn't say anything. They just left. Well, I, I, I'm not really... Yeah, I, 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 I don't think Miss Keani is going to like it if I give, you know, someone access to her private offices. So, uh, Everett will take a bit of a gamble here and I have a chinion point. Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) fuck. I have a chinion point. Could I use that in a situation like this for like a bribe? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, I, I still think it's going to roll manipulation. You can take advantage with your chinion and we'll see how it goes. Roll, roll manipulation, Chinyan, and 
Okay. One success is oh. fine. Okay. okay, fine. But you have to be out before it starts. I she's I know she's not going to be here right when the doors open. I know she's going to be coming in with her grand entrance, but if if Chaz goes back there and sees that you're in there and well, he doesn't look like much, but he'll he'll rip your face off. I've seen it. So yeah, I mean, I won't mention you at all. It's just it's my great grandmother's a lot of sentimental value. I, I'm sure you can understand. Oh. So I just I really want to get it back and get the hell out of here before everyone shows up. And I didn't oh. even know my grandmother. That's interesting. Great. Yeah, but no, this way. And so they'll lead you to the office. Let's cut to the rest of you. So the rest of you, what are we doing? It's a really great question, Jeff. <laughs> it's a really good one. Melissa decided to punch a dude in the face. So Maybe I don't yeah, know. Was definitely. I, was, it's, uh, I liked it, but like, I did too. <laughs> when I get Arlie in the spinner, um, I would take off and my demeanor would entirely change. Uh, I'd take a couple pills and just turn to Arlie. I'm spiraling. What's going on? Are you, do you need a baseline? Are you close to baseline? Or what does this I, mean? I don't. I don't need. I don't need a baseline. Uh, he he has something to do with it. So uh, he is very clearly placed in such a position that he can hinder our investigation, so that we don't find uh, what is there. Uh, but I strongly believe uh, that he is hiding information. And I do believe that he was thwarting our investigation. And she'll sort of look over to Faye and Koji and just say, I thought that perhaps I might get some backup from the individuals that were uh, in the room with me, but it seemed that uh, you all were just interested in placating uh, Mr. UN man in the nice suit. So my calculation on what would happen. That's with like punching chief was, Holden in the fucking face. You just, you don't do it. <laughs> well, if chief Holden were uh, about to, uh, lead to the death of possibly hundreds of individuals here, I would punch him in the face if I thought that would uh, lead to a safer outcome for everyone present. I... Apparently you believe otherwise. Uh, Mr. Stone, though, um, you... We will, we will get through this. We will get through this. I, I think you are uh, processing information and you are perhaps close to a uh, revelation. It does not appear that you are quite there yet, but... Uh, I will be here to support you when you do. Really, I don't know where you get right. off punching UN officers in the face, but you don't survive 11 years on the force going and punching people willy-nilly. When you yeah. get back, you're getting an immediate baseline. I'm going to have to find another way in. Well, uh, it does appear that uh, Mr. Maxwell made a good use of, uh, again, what I, for, for no reason, it, it appears that you are not hearing the words that I'm saying, that there is absolutely cause for that it was not uh, willy-nilly, as you say. There was reason for it. Um, but again, I did not have the support of my team, so that is duly uh, noted. Mr. Stone, Early, you were uh, uh, successful in your theatrics. I appreciate that. Are they going to retire you? They have a good chance. Yeah, not to take away in. from the moment here. I have to ask: Are we all four in the same spinner? I think I thought. Okay. Four, who's in the spinner? I'm gonna say two and two. So, two and two. Yeah, before yeah. loading so up, but you, you can talk. We'll say. Yeah. We'll say you can. You can be uncommon. Okay. So. Okay. I I just I had a mental image of like two people <laughs> in the back seat like crowding forward. <laughs> I just 
couldn't shake it. I'm sorry. Uh, I would mute the comms then uh, while Arlie and I are there. Like, not turning it off, just muting our side. Arlie, if they could retire you, I got to get you out of here. That seems unlikely to lead us to a successful resolution to uh, the situation that we find ourselves in. Or is our job still not to attempt to stop whatever uh, explosion or whatnot is supposed to happen at the Zarcho? Screw the job. You could die. Well, yes, we are law enforcement officers. That is always a possibility. All right, I unmute us. We got to solve this case before she goes in for a baseline. We got Maxwell in there, but I'm going to find a way in. As you say that, you get a picture of Everett. He sends to all of you with his head shaven or close to shaven saying, New Year, New Me. Everett, what are you on about? Who is this? It's me. Uh, I'm incognito as they say jeez got you not only that you're in the office of Portia Chiani in the gallery whether she uses this or not you're not entirely sure but it's extraordinarily spacious high ceilings there's like a whole corner of the building that is just pure you know glass panes everything's transparent it can see the the sort of the, the the skyline of LA and various other buildings here and there you're so high up uh, there's all sorts of like very sleek furniture, uh, but you also notice that there is uh, this this beautiful desk right near like the corner uh, where the where the two uh, the two large glass window panes meet, and it looks to be probably where she works. A couple, you know, it's like looks like there's a, a place for uh, you know for these these sort of ornate couches where people can sit and talk as well. There's no one in here, uh, but uh, the person the bartender like who led you down here is like i have to get back but again you've got looks you know looks down looks up you know at the the clock like you've got just a few minutes right I'm serious please please okay i so, won't i won't be of any trouble thank you very you're much you're inside kiana's county's office what do you want to do everett okay um he wants to go over to the desk and see if there's anything in the drawers that have the symbol or references to the uh, art pieces and explosives and stuff like that. Uh, I'll say if you're specifically looking for that kind of stuff in the desk, you do not find any of it. There is a terminal on here. So this, there is a place where she could potentially log into a terminal, but you don't see any physical items within the desk other than what looks to be a a pad of heavily recycled paper, a very ornate fountain pen uh, on top of the desk uh, and kind of a writing area, but nothing like that. There are a couple like little tchotchkes, like these little crystal tchotchkes here and there, but uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Is there a clipboard in here? Clipboard? No, I don't see anything like that. It's too elegant okay. for a clipboard. He'll, he'll just take the fountain pen and pad of paper. It's Is it blank or is it written on? Uh, it definitely looks like a few sheets have been have pulled off over time. Uh, it's not completely full, but it has been used. Would I be able to get the light to reflect off it to see the impressions if they push their pen too hard on the blank paper? 
Uh, so what, I'm sorry. Say that again. So like, what, if what I hold the noise? paper, if I hold the paper up to like the light and like move it around to see if I can see like any shapes or writing made out from impressions. Uh, it definitely looks like there was uh, there was writing done. Yeah, uh, but not coherent. Uh, it's hard to really tell because like there's a there's a lot of there's been writing over time, so it doesn't look like like they they get torn off. So, but it definitely looks like she's written on it for sure. Okay, I'll keep the for my disguise. I'm going to keep the pad of paper and the pen because mm-hmm. when you walk around with a clipboard and a pen, you look like you belong somewhere. Uh, and then I'm going to call Lawton and mm-hmm. ask him how to break into a computer without throwing <laughs> it out the window. Okay. Lawton, pick you up think your phone. this is? You think this is something I can just walk you through verbally? I mean, is there a way I can get through the password without knowing the password? You're the tech guy, aren't you? It takes decades to learn the security architecture, let alone how to hack into that. You can't just tell me, okay, press this button, then press this button. Type in password. See if that works. I was going to do that in the middle of you lecturing (laughs) me about decades of experience. Sure, he'll try password and see what that does. Do you really think an artist of this caliber and self-arrogance is going to have password as their password? You're asking me to teach you how to hack over the phone. Look, if I can, if you just tell me where to click and what button to press, I don't need to know it. I just need to follow instructions. You need a different system. You need the program. You need to connect into their mainframe. It's not something you can do from that terminal. How heavy are these computers? Uh, I mean, it's definitely it's it's not a not like a laptop. It's 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 the, it's the whole table thing. It's like it's a classic thing. It's not the type of thing you can pick up and like carry underneath your arm on your way out. Harley will sort of lean in and and just say, uh, "Mr. Maxwell, I." Try wake up. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. I'll try wake up. And you log into the computer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. you see the terminal pops up. It's got, uh, there's no graphics or anything on it. This is this is sort of retro tech, right? Retro future tech. So the idea of everything's sort of you know pixelated to some degree is all very text-based. But you can see interface pops up, blinking cursor, ready for input. Okay, uh, that worked, Arlie. Fantastic idea. I don't have much time. What? There's not like this. Isn't like a Gmail account that I can start reading messages on, right? Like I have to specifically know what to input. So there's directory. There's various commands, things like that. Think of it like you know, old school like Unix or you yeah, know, DOS okay. or stuff like that, like that kind of stuff. Okay. So ever with a little bit of ice in his voice. Okay, Lawton, do you know what directories I should type, or should I just have Arlie guide me through this? Right, take the tone down a notch, and I'll start like <laughs> trying to walk him through. <laughs> yeah, basically, Everett's going to spend what whatever I- time he can downloading anything related to the Wake Up group, or um, even I don't know if we found any other codes besides the name of the exhibits. All right, so so what I'll tell Would you that be is, me making tech roll. Uh, so so what I'll say is like you can see the basic directory is pretty much everything in here has to do with gallery. So everything from finances to, uh, to various exhibits, displays, uh, like tech 
materials, stuff like that. Like everything on the surface, all of the directories seem to correspond to something related business or artistically to the actual uh, to the actual place that you're in, Fiamma. Wait, does this have information on the special exhibit nobody knows about then since it's her terminal? It indeed, if that's what you look for, you indeed find it. All right. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Look for I'm that. We need that. So I'm one of the things you notice, that. so what you notice is that as you start going through the various exhibits, some old, some current, you, you pick up a pattern. And I'll say because you're specifically asking for it, no role necessary here. Uh, but you see that all of the directories, they're not like big folders, but they're kind of uh, abbreviated as you quickly start shifting through them. Uh, and you realize that all of the directory or the files, uh, the, fol the folder names are corresponding to the titles of the exhibits. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, I got to go through my own, my little internal bookmark here. So you see things like, you know, TMC, uh, WITM, you see like CIF, you see EOT, uh, you see TV, you see ED, and the one that seems newest based upon most recent activity is MOF. Oh. I'll open that. You open it up and you can see that there are all sorts of uh, subfiles pertaining to a project called Memories of Fire. And it seems to include what looks like video files significant amount of video files uh, also some audio tracks uh, and you can see that a lot the, like, there's no like new equipment a lot of the equipment is like, sort of repurposed here and there uh, so, so it doesn't look like there's any like new tech that's being used but there is a significant amount of video and audio files within here uh, and then uh, and then a few specific images as well image files things like that would I have enough time to upload all of this to everyone slash the LAPD server? Okay, so this is a time, this isn't a, an issue where you don't know how to do this. This is simple enough to do. This isn't hacking. This is just copy pasting files. So it's really just a question of how fast you are at doing this. So I'm going to say roll a tech test. from the movies where we watch the bar of the uploads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what in. this is. <laughs> oh, no, a tech test? Oh, God. Roll a tech Do test, I will give you, I will give <laughs> you <laughs> advantage because Lawton is talking you through it. Uh, on, <laughs> right click. No, it's control right C, control click. V. Control C, <laughs> control V. No, 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 no. Control A, <laughs> select yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. then That's control right. C, then control V. <laughs> Did, did you want a, a boost die anyway? Yeah, I'm definitely taking one. My tech okay. skill is atrocious. How many boost dies can you take? Success! You get everything. And at a certain point, as like it's 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 close, you're looking up, you're seeing every room throughout the gallery has the same timer. And it's like a countdown timer, countdown timer. And you're looking at it, you're looking at it. And eventually you copy things over. You see the, t the clock tick down right as you get the last bits of files and you hear the sound of this gong just echo throughout. You can feel the shaking of the glass panes that you're in the room with and you can hear music just begin to blare at a much louder level and you know that the gallery is starting to open. Those of you who are out in the spinners, if you're just sort of like circling around, you will you would have noticed that people have started to arrive and even when you were getting hauled out, you already saw that there were people that were beginning to line up and arrive 
and this sort of like kind of quasi red carpet kind of entrance area. It's not the same direction you came from. Uh, so you were like more like kind of in the in the employee parking area, so to speak. But you can see that there were people that are already starting to come in to the point where some some folks saw you and they saw the you know the hubbub and they didn't really kind of get too you know too too worried about it. Yeah, I'll say you have everything, Everett. Well, Everett's going to take his paper pad and pen, walk out of the office, and uh, try and blend in and act like he belongs, and see if he could find another door to let people in. Okay, uh, Koji, Faye, Harley, Lawton, what are you? What are you guys doing? Um, since Faye's not driving, if he sent us like the videos and stuff, Faye would immediately just start watching and going through the evidence. Okay. Uh, so if, if you all start going through it, what you basically see, uh, and it's, and again, this is not necessarily, you're not seeing how it's all pieced together. So imagine using our parlance, right? Or at least parlance from like 10, 15 years ago, the idea of crafting a PowerPoint, right? Before everything was sort of cloud-based and how, whenever you used various images or other media, you had like subfiles and subfolders. You're getting all of the raw folder, right? The, the raw data. You're not seeing necessarily how it's pieced together. But what you can effectively kind of glean uh, over the course of, we'll say 15, 30 minutes or so uh, of whoever can possibly go through this as you're again flying around or maybe you parked on a different uh, a different spinner much lower. If you, if you try to park in any of these places up here without reason, you will get chased out. But if you go lower, you certainly could. What you effectively find is just all sorts of evidence of the incident that happened east of the Kipple Waste at the commune. You can see, and I would say Lawton, you have seen this in your mind, in your memories, the torching. And it's from the same perspective that you see it when you experience the memory of that moment. You see the crystalline images of Lena Kova's face. You see the, the of Monty Croyle, Hoyt Zemke, Ronald Zephyr. I would say all of you are probably intelligent enough with this information to piece together that this apparently was some kind of exhibit that was supposed to demonstrate Lena Kova's guilt in association with this incident. Now, it was all built around this kind of narrative display. A lot of the evidence that many of you connected. Now, Lawton, you, again, you've seen this in your head. Some of you heard this. So I think Everett and Arlie were there. I think Faye stepped away before Hula actually explained this because you got pissed off about work. But Everett and Arlie, you've heard the story. Lawton, you have seen it in your mind. Make sure we're on mute. Arlie, this is... This is my memory. This is... This is mine. It, you, you remember that you have seen the video of this before? No, this is... My memory. I've never seen this video. I've seen this.
this is what conclusion do you draw from this Mr. Stone it if I I was there or they wanted me to the memories you have from before they were implanted in you right but I recall those memories I am aware of those memories this is not anything that you recalled before you had the sensory experience when we were in the kipple is that correct I if I did not if I was not there then they put this memory in me I, maybe I was there. Arlie, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I I believe it is more likely that you were there. Which makes allowing this to be exposed all the more important. Would that not be correct? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was being dismissive earlier. I do have concerns for what will be the fallout of this and perhaps uh, swiftly leaving the area might be wise. But for now, I think we continue. No, you're right. We We need to see this through. Can you can you take the wheel for a minute? And Arlie will just sort of smirk a little bit uh, at the last time she drove uh, Mr. Stone somewhere. Uh, and we'll take the wheel. I want to... All this uh, information that was uploaded to me... I'm not going to tell anyone, but I want to re-upload it to another server somewhere uh, outside the LA headquarters database. So the minute you think that, you suddenly, Lawton, realize the exact place to send this. And it's like, it's as if a light just sort of opened up in your memory that of, a, of another location. You see it in your mind. You live in a kind of gothic, rundown building. There's not a whole lot of other people in the building. Tons of empty space. And you have this sudden emergence of a memory of a storage facility. Or storage, you know, taking one of these apartments and turn it into a storage facility. Server room. And you know exactly where to send it. You know exactly how to send it there. You remember building the infrastructure for it. All these memories start flooding back to you of all of this different info that you essentially redirected there. This is not the first time you've done this, but it might be the first time that you've consciously done this. Or at least this part of you. I don't know if that makes me feel better or not, but okay. I wasn't intending yeah, to I make sent you it there. feel better. <laughs> okay. Okay, easy peasy. 
I'm going to check in with Kochi and Faye, who's in the other spinner. What are you two doing? I'd like to see how deep my connections run and see if I can get a last minute plus one invite to the gallery. Love it. Roll connections. Do you want to commit any Chen Yen or so? If you commit some Chen Yen or some... Let's see if I have or, any. Or some, uh, I don't think that would be promotion points. Maybe, uh, yeah, I think Chen Yen probably makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I've got one. Okay, so if you want to do that, you can take advantage on the roll. Okay. Um, real quick, just so that Everett's character can be clued in. He's going to message the group and be like, uh, can someone give me the book cover notes of everything I just downloaded, what I find? 11 and 8, so three success. Okay. Do that. Koji, uh, you, you had a tattoo artist. Do you remember their name? Yeah, it was Jade. Jade is a renowned artist in her own right. And while her her canvas is the human body. They do run in similar circles and you're more than you're able to reach out to her, convey some, some chinion, some cash, some influence, a favor. Uh, that would definitely be a route to take. Alternatively, you could reach out to our, our old friend Lipton over at the kill magazine and, uh, James see if Lipton. he, uh, Good old James Lipton and see if he could get you in being a, a high level media man. That's another option. Yeah, I think I'll leverage with Lipton here. He might. Okay. Want some good juicy details. You don't even okay. have to spend a chin yin at this point. Meet him in the alley. So you actually have to, you, you, you have to effectively fly all the way over there. Now you're in a spinner, so it's not long to get there. Like it's, it's, it's a quick movement. So like, but you're, you leave the scene. It's probably going to be about a half an hour. You're gone. You're there and back. But once more, we see the classic Goji, you son of a bitch, you beautiful man. I always find myself coming back to you. Yes, because you love me. Say it. Say you love me. Do I it. Love your resources. Oh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. But I'm going to tell you what you owe me. For this last minute, oh, you you know how difficult it was to get to get entry to this thing. We're talking the riches of the rich. Everyone thought maybe uh, Kiani's family might be suddenly coming back earthbound, but that doesn't seem to be the case. No one's seen any of her family for decades anyway. It was always weird that she was here to begin with. Weird old lady, but hey, that's fine. But it, yeah, you, not a, you want a plus one? I can get you a plus one. For you, yeah, give me in there. Okay. And I, I'll give you some juicy info. Juicy info? What do you got for me? Something's cooking. Something runs up high. Really? Talking UN. Uh, you kid, we talking corruption? What are we talking about? Blackmail, bribery, sex scandal, all of the above? Could as well be. You know why we go back a long way. You built a lot of bridges with me. So I'm going to take your word on it. I want exclusivity on this. You got me? I got you. Okay. 
I can get you in, no problem. I was going to send one of the cub reporters just to do some sort of society and arts piece, but eh, that person doesn't know how to spell uh, spell a damn word, let alone the name, so probably better use than yours. Here you go. And if you, if you if you could take a few pics, though, that would be good, so we could at least have some stock photography, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, we'll have to get an early start. All right, Koji. Enjoy yourself. You know, you and me, we should get a drink sometime. What do you think? <laughs> well, to, uh, make it back. To find attractive young men, and he is not, by the way. <laughs> He's very much not. Out on the town, seeing what kind of trouble we can get into. I'll take you up on a drink. It's been a while since I've gotten a long break. Well, that'll be one of the ones you owe me. You still owe me more, but it'll be good. We'll start there. Start there. Yes, sir. All right. So sure. And so you start working your way back. I'm so glad you let me do his voice one more time. I, it's going to hurt for like the next few hours. Koji, you son of a bitch. I love saying that. <laughs> so many Andes in the alley. All right. Uh, okay. So who's got something else? Uh, so, uh, so Arlie will kind of open comms back up again and just say, okay, so... It appears that there is a presentation in the works to expose information and getting that information out in the public would seem like a good idea. However, there is a great loss of life that seems to be likely timed with that. Yeah, if we just we need to know where where are the bombs and if we have a chance to defuse them before it gets to that. We know that she's doing her her display 90 minutes in is when she's doing her her new installation, her new exhibit. Uh and if I had to guess, she's going to light it up when this video lights up and they can feel how these poor people felt when they burnt alive. We have as yet been unsuccessful at a uh, calmer approach to trying to prevent this from happening. Do we want to attempt a different approach at ensuring this event does not go off as planned? What do you mean by not calmer, Arlie? <laughs> For anyone who can't see the video, <laughs> Mr. Lot and Mr. Stone is holding up a yeah. lighter. <laughs> and for those of you not in our Discord group for this this game, there are a thousand <laughs> messages being shot out between the squares and trying to figure out what to do. It's hilarious. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm gonna turn it to you all. What do you guys got? What do you got? You got something, Steven? Yeah. Uh now that I know about this server room. I'm putting pieces together. I'm obviously covering tracks for these terrorists. I'm collecting evidence for them. I want to uh, search through the server to see what else I've uploaded there. If there's any threads that could help me deduce who's convincing me or controlling me, that kind of thing. 
maybe there's other people who it's have logged really into the server. Based, it's not really cloud based in that sense where you can like access okay, that's it fair. anywhere. That's fair. Uh, which is like why yeah, just like sending an email. On. Yeah, so it's like you have to be on premises for it. Um, but I would say, just from your memory alone, that's being brought back to you. Uh, if you're really thinking hard about it, man, you're starting to get memories about, you know, Ty Walters, Joe Hualawa, Warwick Foxwell. Suddenly, Borsha uh, Kiani. You remember, for some reason, you remember doing a whole mess load of deep research into Faye, her childhood, by trying to figure, like, you're, you're, like and how it ties into Warwick Foxwell at all. It's sort of weird, just kind of bringing back to you. You remember information about Chemplast Warehouse, security personnel rotations, all sorts of stuff. It's just sort of flooding flooding into your mind. So it's not like you're accessing the files. It's just like memories that were long, uh, you know, kept out of your your sort of repressed the, your memory. Uh, yeah, I was thinking partitioned uh, is probably is the word I was looking for. That partition is down and that information is starting to weave back into you now. Arlie, I've been, I've been helping them. I'm, I am one of them. I I know I've been I've been feeding them information about Faye, about Koji, as much as I could get about you. Um I'm behind this. I Mr. Stone, I know that you uh greatly enjoy uh, sharing your level of expertise with the no, group. Arlie, you don't get it. I'm not on your side. No. I think I just froze. I only believe that you have masterminded all of this. I'm not saying... This isn't an ego thing. I'm not saying that I'm the mastermind. I'm saying that I'm compromised. They have been using me. Maybe I, maybe it was my own choice. I don't know. I know a lot more than I should, but I forgot it and it's coming back to me. And I'm a mole. Okay. If you are a mole, as you say you are, if you have been helping these individuals, as you say you have, do you have any inkling as to what you are supposed to do this evening? Would I? Uh, you don't seem to have any specific things that you're, like, you don't have a task. Yeah. Like you I don't, don't know their plan. Yeah. No, it... I was their source. I I don't know the plan. I don't know. They kept me insulated. I don't know if they even kept me insulated. Maybe I insulated myself. Or maybe they let you think that you were insulating yourself and you were uh, 
being puppeteered the whole time. I'm a puppet. Or a mastermind that is yet to be determined. Arlie is thinking about doing a thing that sort of goes against the spirit of playing a game together. <laughs> but she almost kind of just wants to recommend that we just remove ourselves from the rest of this night, given kind of the information that he's just shared, that allowing him in play seems a bit risky. And with everything that happened, that maybe we should take ourselves kind of off of this for the rest of the night. Uh, Everett will chime in and say, won't there be people there that die who have nothing to do with this and are just out to be hoity-toity and high class? Indeed. Look. I want to point out, I want to remind you guys, you found no evidence of explosives. You found evidence that the explosives were in fact removed. I just assumed that they were put in a different spot because they may have figured someone figured out where they were. But that is true. We did not find any. Are there any other large events going on? None tonight? that are... Oh, yeah, but none that Lena Kova is attending. True. Okay. So then perhaps all that is happening tonight is just the expose. We can't remove ourselves from this. We can't just wait and let it blow over. You don't have time, Arlie. As soon as you go back, you're taking a baseline. That is a problem for another hour. All right. I am going to press you guys at this point because time has now progressed. The uh, Everett, you've been mingling, moving about. No one has given you, paid you any attention. Like you are fine to move about. You've been like, there's very, there's like the place is much fuller than it was before. Drinks are being circulated about from some of the, some of the, the, the first level, like, but then there's also VIPs that are heading up. You also notice Lena Kova is in attendance. She has an entourage with her. Uh, various people that are dressed in very kind of professional, dignified, you know, looking formal attire. Uh, pretty much everyone here is dressed very nicely, but there is like the artistic bohemian crowd as well, which you more fit in with. So no one's really giving you too much of a sort of a second glance. Uh, but definitely this event has been going on. The time has taken Koji and Faye to travel across the city and then come back with tickets and the time it's taken Arlie and Lawton to dig through some of the files that Everett was able to, to sort of, you know, take from the, from the offices of Portia Chiani. Uh, this has taken time. So whatever you're going to do, now's the time to do it. Koji and Faye, we can say you're back and you have your tickets. If you want to go in, that's fine. Uh, but the rest of you, it's time. Yeah, once I get access, I'm just going to head in. Okay. Faye, are you going with him? Plus one? 
Yeah, I'm the plus one. Okay. You start going in, and fortunately, it doesn't look as though Agent Gibbs is at the door. And it doesn't look as though they thought to circulate, you know, you as like a, a do not enter list. Uh, but when you, you know, when you kind of show digitally, like the, you know, the tickets that you have, that you've been given, you get in just fine. And you can see that the main gallery is filled. There's probably 100 to 200 people you think spread around between the main gallery and probably mingling throughout the exhibits. Uh, you hear music is kind of pumping here and there as well. A lot of it. Uh, you can see that there are, uh, I would say the two of you being, and we'll I'll, I'll loop in Everett with this as well, the three of you being, um, you know, being professionals within the LAPD, you see recognizable figures from government. You see, see recognizable figures from media. So you see like GBS people, kill people. You see folks from the UN. You can see other local politicians. You can see that there are celebrities here, people who would normally just be entertainers and things like that all throughout. And there's just rich people that you presume are filled with, with cash. And you can see that all of the, uh, all of the exhibits are on full display. You can see everything's kind of going and clicking perfectly. And I'll allow the three of you to go ahead and make an observation test. You're at, well, I'm going to say you're at different parts of the gallery, maybe Koji and Faye are together, but go ahead. The three of you can kind of, kind of roll something here. Well, can I get a dice? I got three success. Sure thing. Also, I don't know. I, I should have asked earlier. While I was walking around and, they, and everyone else was doing their things, I never saw Joe or any of these other replicants that we've you learned by name not. and seen. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I would presume you would be looking on the out, looking for them. Yeah. Koji and Faye, how'd you do? No successes, but I'll push. I got one success. Gets me one as well. Okay. Uh, so I will say that uh, Koji, you're very easily see. Oh, sorry. That... I'm disadvantaged, so it's actually no success. Okay. So then I'll say that Faye. Well, no. Let me start with Everett. Everett, you see Agent Gibbs. He is he is next to. He's at Lena Kova's side, shadowing her. Other people are with her. You can tell that she's got at least two personal body people with her. And then she's got her own little entourage as well. You see that she's doing the rounds. She's talking with everybody. She's glad handing. She's shaking hands, etc. You know that she's got political aspirations, uh, that she's looking to climb that ladder, right? And so she's going around doing that. You also see in a beautiful green gown with extraordinarily red and orange hair kind of done up in this, this sort of almost beehive like uh hair hair uh hairstyle Portia Kiani. Uh and you can see that she's moving around as well. And there's a man on her arm. Faye, you want to describe what this man looks like? As it is Warwick Foxwell that you see. Uh so Warwick is um a tall, broad shouldered guy, um, but he's lean uh, he's got like salt and pepper hair and a, a thick beard. Okay. Uh, so you see the two of them moving around, shaking hands, etc. Now, Everett, with your extra successes, what you also see, and what is very interesting, is that the gallery staff, the the catering staff, and even some of the 
uh, just people who are in groups. Like there's there's definitely recognizable people here, but then there's a lot of just kind of plain faced folk. And you notice many of them are carrying. And you get the vibe that there is like undercover kind of plain clothes agents here. Like Lena Kova is very clearly and obviously being escorted around by people that are like secret service, right? But then there are all these other people and you can see them while they're doing the, you know, the layman work of like, you know, handing out drinks and hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that. Like you, you as with your, you know, your, your LAPD eyes can notice that they are also scanning the room, looking, looking, looking as well. Um, Everett will share this information with Koji and Faye and just mutter like, there can't be any mistakes. There are eyes everywhere watching everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know how somebody could, I don't know how a trigger man could do anything without being seen pretty quickly. Keep him looking as well, but I don't see anything. Um, is Warwick and Portia like making rounds around? Yeah, they're going and meeting with the groups. You can see people are congratulating Portia, and he's just being the dutiful paramour, the dutiful escort. Do we know if about Faye's friend being a part of the wake up group? Up to Faye. Lawton, you are aware of Warwick Foxwell. Faye, whether you've told Everett, Arley, or Koji, it's entirely up to you. Uh, God, I don't. I think those who were there who heard her uh, interrogating Bao Lao about. Was it Bao Lao? Uh, uh, interrogating him about Warwick and being involved in this, I think only those would know. So Arlie and Everett would know. Poor Koji on the outs on this one. Odd man Everett out. I was thinking knows. the same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so then like he's always by himself in this game. I know, right? <laughs> I brought the, part of the most productive. Come on. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everett would mutter to Faye then and say, do you think if we try to appeal to your friend and talk about the evidence that we have. He might be able to give us some kind of information on if the bombs are moved or if they're still here or something. What do you think, Faye? I, I, I don't know. And at this, like, Faye has kind of slowly been drifting away from Koji and, like, trying to intercept Everett. Or Warwick, excuse me. Okay. So if you try to slip over and inter intercept, um, okay. At a certain point amongst, like as they, as they're drifting from one group that is observing like one of the exhibits, like kind of like the, as they're, they're like disappearing down the hallway towards one of the other wings. And now they're drifting over to this other group that's by this high top table or drinking glasses out of, out of like, uh, these, these illuminated, uh, these illuminated martini glasses with fancy little, uh, you know, fancy little colors kind of spraying up from it, like sprinkling upwards. Uh, and you can see they pull off from that table. You step in front. And you can see Warwick gets a big smile on his face. And he's just like, 
Faye, you made it. Oh my gosh, it's so great to see you. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, oh, Portia, darling, this is Faye. Faye is my oldest friend. And I didn't even know you were coming. This is so great. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And like yeah. he just reaches over and just hugs you. Where have you been? Oh, uh, and this is like Portia speaks up. I am so sorry for this, but work has been helping me with, uh, well, with the, with the gallery. Uh, my people have been struggling lately and I just needed more folks that I can trust. I have a new exhibit that I am premiering tonight and I just really, I just, I just wanted to keep it very close to the people that you know, I trust the most in this world. And who would I trust more than this guy right here, right? Oh my goodness. But it's so great to meet you. I've heard so many things about you. We really need to spend a little time and I, I would love to get you to know you more. I, right now though, I have to do the thing, you know, I have to circle around, yeah. talk, etc. But but it's so great. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so I'm much sure for coming. I'm sure your new exhibit's going to be explosive, I'm sure. Oh, I am very much looking forward to the looks on people's faces. Absolutely. I, I am so, so ready for it. Yes. Okay. Do you mind if I had a private word with Warwick and then I'll return him oh, to I you? Oh, I really need him. Just... I really, I know people say because my family and because of my social status and stuff like that, I should be good at this sort of thing. But honestly, talking to people, especially those that are this crowd, just the anxiety, just it it's here on a good day. And then on nights like tonight, it is just up here. And Warwick helps me just get through it. So he's just amazing at this. So if you, if I'm, I'm sorry to steal him from you. I've I know I've stolen him for a couple of weeks. I've, I'm sorry, but don't worry. Once tonight is over, you can have him back. I swear. Quick question: While they're uh, while Faye is talking with them, would Everett be able to like? do an ocular pat down as they call it uh, to see if they have like any lumps in their clothing that might be detonator shaped or if it's been fashioned into a bracelet or something based on an what we've ocular seen pat down? I'm not I sure don't remember I where I got that from. <laughs> Just like look at it. It's from always sunny. Is that <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's from what? Mac is the security and he does ocular pat downs. Uh, I would say you had three successes. I will tell you that it does look as though Warwick is possibly packing something in his jacket. Yeah. She doesn't look so. She's wearing a very tight, very glittery, green, beautiful dress. Uh, you don't, you're not sure. It's possible she could have like a, like a leg strap or something, but. Okay. Everett will mumble that to uh, Faye. Look at his jacket pocket or look at his, you know, whatever area of his jacket. So they start to pull away and works like, don't worry, we'll have time later. I am so sorry. I did not mean to scare you. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Things are going to be great. Okay. All right. 
kisses and he kind of leans in to sort of do the classic like kiss on each cheek. Mm-hmm. Big bucket and big bucket and big bucket. You can certainly try to do it. It's going to be a roll. Maxwell's just guaranteed. saying this in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? Uh, I don't know if Faye would like pickpocket him, but maybe she'd like pat him on his chest. Like, okay, I'll let you go to like see if it feels sure. like if it's a gun. Okay. Um, do you care whether he picks up on this or not? Do you want to do no. this sort of in a not? Okay. Uh, yeah, it certainly feels like he's got a weapon underneath his coat. Yeah. Okay. And as he pulls away and you do it, he just kind of gives you a wink and a grin. And then the two of them waltz away. Uh, and, and she'll, you know, come back to the group and be like, it's, it's, it's a gun. Well, maybe we did overreact. He seemed fine. Yeah, it's possible. I just, without, without knowing where the devices were put, despite seeing three distinct places that had something on them, it's just unsettling. But we've checked the vents. There's no crawl space. There's, I just don't know where else these things could be if they were, kept on premise. I'd like to just buy time until the event happens. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Like you can you can blend in. No no problem. No issues whatsoever, Koji. No one gives you a second glance or anything like that. I'm uh, gonna keep monitoring Lena Kova and see like where yeah. she's at. She's being extraordinarily to, like, social. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, at a certain point, they cross paths and they do, they do greet one another, uh, shake hands, you know, all that kind of stuff, do little, you know, cheek kisses, all that types of things. And then they can move on as if, as if it's just any other meeting. Lawton and Arlie, what are you two doing? You guys are in the spinner somewhere. What are you guys up to? We're arguing, bickering like normal, uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do next. Uh, I want to get in there. I cannot join you. You can't stay out here. You are going to be baselined. I can't go in there. I punched him in the face and nobody had my back about that. So I don't think I'm going to get back in. You can go in. I'm not saying you can't. I didn't have your back. You weren't inside. You don't count in that uh, shade. I'm going to give Koji a call. Okay, you guys, again, you guys communicate each other. (laughs) Hello. Koji, can you pop open a back door for us? We're coming in. I gotcha. This one's not much foot traffic. I'm going to okay. park the spinner close by and uh, not taking the keys so Arlie can't uh, <laughs> keep flying. Koji, there it, there are other ways in. Like this is There's the main entrance, but there's also like an employee entrance, sort of worker's entrance. Catering is being funneling in through there. So it's like there's other ways to get in. Um, I'll say, though, that if you can't, if you would, please, you either roll something to at least make it look like you're most either supposed to be there or you're hiding like so either a stealth or like a manipulation maybe like if you want to talk your way back there and 
make it seem, you know, whatever it is, however you want to handle it. I'd prefer manipulation. Yeah, go ahead. One success is all you would need. You're just sort of influencing some of the staff, some of the real staff. A 12 to success. Okay. You, you know, a couple times, uh, you know, a person might kind of look at you askance or, but really they're just so busy. They're just going back. They're constantly reloading hors d'oeuvres and things like that. A few of them even, sometimes they just go out there and you can see a few of them are smoking, like kind of out on like this sort of back little patio, like balcony area. And you can, you can, you're able to open it up. There's this large platform, you know, you, you can see that it, it extends. There's all these beautiful spinners, these, these flying cars that are just parked there, not unlike those that you saw at the very beginning of this campaign when you, in, in the sort of the holding uh, garages across the street from Chemplast back in the warehouse district, you see this kind of stuff. Uh, Lawton and Arley, I'm going to need a stealth test from you guys though, because they are specifically looking for Arley. Uh, so if you guys want to get back here, you can park the spinner fine. Yeah. But it's like getting uh, back here though. Yeah. Before Arley actually commits, I don't really want to tell her character that she has to do it, but, uh, Lawton would park the spinner, take the keys and say, Arley, I can't believe that I'm the one right now that has to tell you this, but you got to get your mind right. The rules matter. The rules don't matter. You, you, you're not willing to go in there because they won't let you in. You hit the guy for obstructing you. We got to go in there and solve this case. You're not going to do shit out here. Yes, Mr. Stone. This is this is correct information. Cut the I threw crap. This in chat. calling me Mr. Stone. God damn it. Slotten. Uh, sure. And she is going to, I do this in chat as a joke, but I think it's funny. Um, so she's gonna, um, do like the jacket reverse. So like, she's got the white jacket on. And so she's gonna like take it off and flip it inside out. And it's like black on the inside. Okay. Uh, stealth test, please. Okay. I'm going to take an audience boost if we have one. We do. Better uh, use them because okay. they ain't rolling over in the black sword hack and they ain't rolling over in the delta green. I rolled a lolly and I'm going to yeah, push it too. Sure. Yeah, some of us are Ooh. using our, our fancy Ooh. lolly dice. Ooh. I got an 8 and a 9. I got an 8 and a 10. <laughs> Oh, way to okay. show me up, Arlie. <laughs> you were always the better replicant, weren't you? <laughs> the two of you get back there. You you meet up with Koji and you're able to, to get in. Now, you have to be careful because definitely some of them might recognize Arlie, but you do manage to get in. It's a very busy crowd. And I'm going to say by the time you get in there, you can hear that there are like these gongs are starting to sound here and there. People are kind of getting funneled back at a certain point to the main gallery as like as like they're getting ready to display this sort of new uh, this this new exhibit in some way. Uh, is anyone doing anything before uh, before then? Last nice call. Don't overthink this. No is a perfectly fine answer. <laughs> I just I don't no. want to rob you of it. This is a safe. I'll grab an hors d'oeuvre so on the way through the the kitchen on the way in. No, I'm sorry. They don't serve you. 
They don't serve your kind. <laughs> Scientists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So that's the case. All of you eventually, you kind of, are all of you moving into the main gallery at that point? Okay. So you start kind of getting into the main gallery. You can see the whole place goes dark. So there's this whole second level, this VIP level, and you can see that's crowded. You can see the, the main floor is crowded. You can see there's people on high tops. There's, you know, the high top tables, people flanking the outsides and stuff like that. But you can see a lot of the the sort of the V, like some of the, the other VIPs, the very noticeable people are like right there front and center. You can see Kiani, she like Portia Kiani, she steps forward into the relative center of the room and music starts to get a little louder. And all of a sudden you hear this like machinery, this grinding happening. And she just starts getting raised up on a platform, maybe about five feet tall. So she is like just looking out over. She begins just sort of talking to everybody, kind of going through like her artistic motivations, you know, how she founded Fiamma, how LA, you know, LA itself has just become such a home for her, how, you know, you know, her family's not here and, you know, probably will never will be, but LA welcomed, welcomed her back with open arms and, and she doesn't feel alone anymore. All these different sorts of, sorts of, uh, explanations. And then, and then she kind of turns at this point, you can see a dark, kind of a, like a dark look kind of come over her face. The light kind of shifts at this point. And you can see how like these flames, these sort of abstract flames start flickering up and everyone's clothes are starting to see that much the way like these sort of holographic projections are. You can see the walls as well. And she starts suddenly just like a shift, just like a, like a switch has, has been, has been turned and she starts going into how family is so important. Community is so important. Trust is so important. And when that trust is broken, when it's broken by those you love, when it's broken by the institutions that you trust, when it's broken by the people that you elect and put in power, community falls apart. And then you start to hear underneath the music, the sounds of like voices starting to pop up. Not people in the crowd, though. There is some of that mumbling that's been going on here and there. But Lawton, you recognize the conversations. You hear the sounds of Monty Croyle talking. You hear the voice of Hoyt Zemke talking. You hear the voice of Lena Kova as they're like going through. And what sounds like, what it sounds like to you all, it's Kia to Kia communication that has somehow been found. Somehow it was logged, recorded and released somehow. And all you hear is like communication between multiple spinners. If you recall, when Hulao told the story in Lawton, you would know this just from personal experience, like a fleet of them arrived because there were dozens and dozens of these LAPD people arrived. And you're just hearing this constant chatter going back and forth and back and forth. And you can hear the reports of yeah, don't let them, don't let their, their sweet faces fool you. This is a dangerous, this is a dangerous place and kind of spouting out where to look and what to find and that kind of stuff. Anybody who is looking around, roll an observation test at this point. Two success. Uh, I got a unicorn, but I'm still going to push. 
Okay. I got one myself. Got another unicorn. All right. So then you, so Faye, if you, you had two unicorns, is that right? Yeah. I got a unicorn. I pushed. I got another unicorn. Okay. Okay. So I think it's just the unicorn you got. You don't, you didn't get two. It's the same one that rolled over. So both of you yeah. take unicorns. It's observation. So you're both taking, uh, what's it called? Is it resolve? Yeah, yeah, it's resolve. like mine yeah, off automatically. Okay, perfect. Uh, Koji, you you did you pass? Yeah, I got one. Our lady, did you pass? Got one. Everett, uh, looks like you got two. Okay, so Arley and Koji, one of the things you notice is that the man who that was kind of escorting her around the room is no longer near her but is instead very carefully and very, you know, stealthily and is moved over into the direction of where Kova is. Doesn't, you know, not getting too close. He's still kind of smiling and laughing, kind of looking up with like this, this just, just wonderful look. Then Everett with your, with your two successes, you notice like Lena Kova is becoming to get, is starting to get uncomfortable and she starts kind of communicating to her entourage and a few of them, they look confused. And you can see even Agent Gibbs looks confused. They didn't really expect this. And then you can hear Portia County keeps going and she keeps going, setting this up, giving this whole kind of song and dance about the nature of trust and betrayal, institutions falling apart, LAPD being her home. And if this is going to be your home, she wants it to be run by those that you can trust. She wants it to be she wants it to be enforced by those that do the right thing, that are ethical and moral. And then at that, she quiets. And you can see she starts to drift down. And then all of those images, all of those videos, all of those sound files start playing out. And it creates this hyper-real reenactment or memory stitching. Because you know this is an industry. The idea of memories being sold or fabricated. Real memories being sold, that's illegal. But like these, so you're seeing this sort of just play out in front and everyone's kind of getting sort of very confused. Look, the audience looks confused. You overhear some people. Is this some sort of satire? What exactly is going on? And then the moment comes where the torches come out and you can see there's just this pit of dozens and dozens of folks. You can see Monty Croyle, Hoyt Zemke, so many of these other LAPD just just blow torching them screams and pain and after a few moments of the screaming the lights go out completely and it's black and you can see this very light orange spotlight kind of comes over kova anyone doing anything at any point it was um no was a perfectly acceptable answer i just want you all to have the option Yep. Well, it was what's his face that was moving towards Kova, right? Um, mm -hmm. Faye's friend. Okay, no, I was just checking. Uh, where's the UN guy? I want to go punch him. Agent. <laughs> the only no, light you guys now see is like that light, that yellow, orangey light spotlight over top of Kova, which is sort of splashing over onto some of her entourage, but it's mostly on her, and she looks pissed. And so at this point, she just says, I think we've had enough with these games. Go ahead and put the lights back on, please. And you hear 
like mumbling started to go in the crowd and the lights, just the normal lights start popping up here and there. When you look over, you can see Portia County looks a little confused. Like, you know, why this happened? Why did this happen? And then Faye, you watch as reaching into his jacket is Warwick. He pulls something out that you thought was a gun, but is not in fact a gun, but is instead a detonator. And you hear him just shout to the crowd, wake up! And he pulls the button down. And nothing happens. And he looks, and he starts hitting it, and he starts hitting it, and he looks panicked. And you see Agent Gibbs start kind of moving over in the direction. It's over, kid. We found them. Anyone doing anything? No. Okay. So he's, so like, so this Agent Gibbs guy starts moving over and he looks like he's about to reach out and grab work. You already see that several of these officials, several of Lena Kova's people have started to swarm around Portia Chiani. And so like they've got her. And out of nowhere, like as works, he just turns up, sees Agent Gibb, and much like Arlie did, just swings out with a violence that you've maybe never seen from him, Faye, and just destroys Gibb's face. And his head just goes flying back with this unhuman strength. And he bolts. He's pushing through the crowd at this point, and he's running through for the door. Uh. Faye's going to chase after him. Okay. So uh, it, what is everybody else doing before I get into some stuff? Lawton looks at Arlie. What are you doing? Uh, Arlie wants to see what uh, Porsche is doing. She's she surrounded like, by she Lena still... Kova's people. Like she's got Lena's Kova's people have surrounded her. Like the, all these agents, they've got her. Like she is in custody, effectively. They are cuffing her, is what they're doing. I'll be a backup to as much order as possible. So if things are getting out of hand, so if the only okay. thing is Chadwick, Chadwick or yeah. whatever his name is, I forget. If he's like Chaz. running, then Chaz. Well, it's Warwick that is running. It's Faye's friend that's running. Chaz was the the one of the gallery managers. Okay. But you can see he's pushing people down, knocking people over as he's running for the door. Uh, absolutely he's doing that but everyone else is just massively confused about what the hell is happening like the main crowd but you can see that because there are all those different people that weren't just in kova's you know you know kova's actual uh, entourage but others that were kind of embedded some of them at this point are now starting to race after warwick and they're chasing after them you see a few people have started to draw their weapons no one's firing because there's a crowd and there's so many people but they're kind of pulling out and they're chase they're clearly chasing after him I'll join if they chased after Arlie will also chase. Okay, so Arlie, Faye, and Koji are chasing Everett and Lawton. Um, I have no idea. Uh, would I know James Lipton as well? You would know, know maybe of him? of him, but I don't think you would have a personal connection. He's in the media, right? That's what we said. Yes, he is a high, he's a high up editor and manager of Kill Magazine. I'm going to get demoted. 
Um, I'm going to send him all of our uh, memories of fire files along with anyone else in the press that I can think of. Um, and I'm going to just get my Kia set to have that upload bar as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. So you're no one's interfering with you. Like no one's coming to you. No right. one's giving you anything. And so you're just kind of off and you're doing whatever you can to sort of packet these files off. Okay. I want to move closer to Portia and hear what Lena is saying to her. Okay. Everett, you you step up. I'm gonna I wanna resolve these because we're actually gonna hit a chase rules sequence with Faye, Koji, and Arlie at this point. So you step over and you just hear kind of this smug Lena Kova just kind of lean over and she just says to Portia, she's like, You don't think a person like me who has gotten everything I've gotten in life has risen to the ranks that I have gotten to not because of some family connection or family money. Couldn't have figured out your little conspiracy. You thought you were laying a trap for me. Poor girl. We were the ones laying it for you. You're going to rot. If you're not going to rot, then we're just going to torch you like we did all of your little friends. Would my Kia be able to record that or is it too much noise and commotion? You're going to, if you're going to try to record it, you're going to need to do a stealth and it will be contested because there are several of the entourage around and it's very quiet. And so you're kind of hearing the whispers at this point. If I held my LAPD badge, would do you think that they have, I know she's got her own entourage, but do you think that would help give me advantage on the stealth roll? If you held that up, I don't think that, I would say you're vastly outnumbered here. Okay. And you, you'd probably, like, she is so well connected that it's possible, like, this could go really bad for you. Okay, yeah, I'll just try to stealth. If uh, Do we have any uh, bonuses left, uh, Melissa? Yes, we do. All right, I'll take one to bump it. <clears throat> one success. Okay. So, yeah, you're doing your best. You get as close as you feel comfortable. Like, and you see a few times, like, one or two of, like, the entourage, not Gibbs, kind of looks over to you and kind of pushes you away at this point as they're now trying to kind of make a bubble and you think they're going to start escorting her out in a moment. And so you're kind of getting pushed back. So you get little bits and pieces of it, probably not the full, the full speech, but maybe parts of it enough. That could be very incriminating. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With what I have, I'll back off. All right. So at this point, um, let's yeah, go ahead. Would I be able to do something after uploading or would that take too long? Uh, like I, could I just would, get it sending and set down the Kia? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to head over to Lena Kova as well. Probably not the same direction as Maxwell. Okay. So you want to kind of get into that entourage? Uh, yeah. And I'll flash my badge if I have to, just to like show them okay. that I'm LAPD. You show that and like, they're like, nope, everything's fine. Everything's handled. We've got it taken care of. We'll loop your department in later. Okay. Everything's fine, sir. Thank you for your concern. They're just like, they're not even letting you get close to Kova. Like there's like a bubble around, like literally protect the president kind of bubble around her at this point. Her yeah, and Kiara. You don't have the authority to arrest someone without local jurisdiction. 
Keanu's not going anywhere. And look at you. You can take that up with your supervisor and your supervisor's supervisor, and we'll handle that later. Now off with you. It's above your pay grade. All right. Okay. I'm going to follow. But I'm not. Okay. Not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Faye, Koji, Arlie, you're chasing after Warwick, who is also being ch chased after by all these other kind of plain clothes, like impl you know, planted security guys, and he's trying to get out. So we're going to do a quick chase really fast. So essentially, he is the pursuer because we never did a chase. So I just want to do this really fast. So he effectively is the pursuer. You all are the chasers. And so it's really about, there's like no initiative, but essentially every round of a chase, you can take a particular action, a particular maneuver. Um, so here, I'll share you with you all. So that document, if you look at the chase, you can kind of see how it works. So everyone, so maneuvers are hidden. So, and then, then they're sort of revealed at the same time. And, uh, and so, this is just to see if you can get to him before others get to him or see if you can get to him before he gets away. That's kind of where we're at right now. Okay. So the maneuvers that you can take, uh, so there's pursue or flee. That's really just moving, like running like crazy and take some mobility test to do so or a drive. If you're in a, if you're in a vehicle, uh, hide, uh, this is for the person who's being pursued. So the prey, so it would be work who can try to hide block would be to try to create obstacles uh, for whoever's pursuing you. Uh, and again, that's only performed by the prey, or you can try to cut off. Uh, and that's performed by someone who is chasing them. So trying to make it so that the person can't get out. Okay. There's also stand and shoot if you just want to start firing as well. But that's those are those are effectively the maneuvers. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say that he starts at within medium range of you all. Uh, so he is probably, I would say not all the way up to 25 meters. He's not, I would say he's not in the same zone as you, but he is an adjacent zone from you. Uh, so you guys are, so he's, he's medium basically. And so there's a gauge, short, medium, long, extreme. And if a round ever ends where he has kind of gotten to, you know, beyond extreme, then he gets away is essentially where we're at. Okay. So more than likely you guys are probably pursuing and more yeah. than likely, he's fleeing at this point. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, but you can take whatever you want because we're going to sort of resolve this together. So we'll say just for the first round so we see how this goes. So he's going to try to flee. And so we reveal this at the same time. So we say, is anyone doing anything other than flee? Other, excuse me, other than pursue? Can I do cutoff? Is that possible? Yes, you absolutely can. So, so you try to find a shortcut to, to cut him off. Uh, so it's opposed, that would be an opposed role. And so what about Arlie and Faye? What do you want to do? Faye is pursuing. Okay. Arlie? Yeah, definitely just straight pursuing, running as fast okay, as Okay. So between the two of you, since you're taking the same action, uh, we're doing, we have such a big group, so we're tweaking the rules slightly. Uh, but the slowest of the two of you, so whoever has essentially the worst, you know, base die in mobility, uh, is going to be who rolls. And that's going to determine... The two of you do you speed. All right, I have an so, A and a D. I have a B and a D. All right. So he is going to roll 
So he's trying to, at the very least, get out of here. So he's going to roll his mobility test first to see if he can see how he does. And so for each success he rolls, he essentially he increases the range category that he's away from you all. Uh, I rolled a lolly and I rolled a seven. So he wow. rolled two successes. Uh, so it's two so lolly on a D6. That D6 is insane, dude. Like I roll on that <laughs> a six all the time. Uh, so he's going to move two. Um, Faye, actually Koji, let's do your, your cutoff. So go ahead and, um, make, so we're making a pose mobility test. So roll a mobility test versus right. his mobility. I have two D six for this. Oh, I got fives on both. I'll push. And I got ones on both. So I take double wow. damage. Impressive. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I rolled another <laughs> lolly on this D6. It is it is unreal how often I roll a six on that. Uh, so he he's going to win. So we see see as as Faye and Arlie take a very kind of a beeline chasing after him. Koji, you try to come around from the side and cut him off before he gets to the door, but he pushes right past you. And even though there's some some of these agents at the door, he with superhuman strength just sort of like burls past them and pushes out the door and he's outside the gallery on like into that, the, the platform area where some of the spinners and everything are, um, are Arlie and Faye go ahead and roll your, whoever's rolling it, roll mobility to see if you can kind of keep distance with him. That's Faye. Okay. So this isn't, uh, he's going to, so he's potentially could be at extreme or less. Yeah. Can I have a, a die on this or no? Yes, you can. Is that allowed, Jeff? Well, oh, it's not. Sorry. We don't do extra die. We're doing. We were I meant doing, like increase it. The. I don't remember. Were we doing advantages? Or we no, doing increases just, by one. We were just the die size. We were doing the okay. Yeah, okay, one step up. Okay. Yeah. So you can do a step up. Okay. So my mobility is a C. Two successes. Okay, so essentially you keep up with him. So he's still at medium. So you bust out the door. You're still behind him. You can see he's running over in the direction of where all these different spinners have been parked. Uh, and you're, you're, you're keeping pace, but you're, you're still, he's still at medium distance from you. You can also tell, uh, and so this is the other thing that's going to happen, is that I get to roll some obstacles in the way. I kind of just hand waved it for the first one because there's the door and there was the like the guards at it, so I hand waved uh -huh. it for the first one. But there's potential obstacles that are gonna, that are kind of kind of pop up here and there that might affect certain things. Uh, so at this point, Arlie and Faye, you're outside. Koji, you're still inside. You're effectively, uh, I think, you're at extreme range at this point. So you're falling behind because of your failed uh, your failed attempt to cut off. Uh, so now we go to a new round, uh, and I, I you guys pick what you want to pick, but then we'll all reveal at the same time what your attempt is. Which you're going to do. So and there's also others. So if there's something else like that doesn't quite fit, just say so. It usually just requires a skill check to sort of where. Where we're at. are the other people at that are chasing him right now? There, are, some of them are behind you, some of them are ahead of you. Like I'm not going to be too specific with them with granular, but they're okay. here. Like there's because they well outnumber you. Okay. And there is there are people outside too, smoking, drinking, laughing. People who just wanted to get air, whatever it might be. Okay. Ready. Okay, so uh, I am doing pers I'm doing flee. What are you guys doing? Cut off. Okay. I'm going to break chase if that's possible. 
You can break chase, yeah. So if you don't want to chase after, so that's fine. So you slow yeah, down. Yeah, pull the hammy. Um, I overexerted myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Block. I want to try to do something to disrupt the other people that I might have gotten ahead of that are chasing after. Okay. So block, I'll say normally it's only done by the prey, but if you're trying to specifically block other pursuance from, from Kova's people, that, I think that's fine. Uh, so uh, you go ahead, roll force for that, Arlie. He's going to, so he's normally the prey goes first. So that's what I'm going to do here. And we'll see if he's, if he's running and you can see he's running and he's running and he's running and ugh, goodness. Okay. One success. Faye, go ahead and, uh, roll. Uh, so go ahead and roll your cutoff. What it, what it was the role for that? Sorry. So for you, it's uh, an opposed mobility. And if the okay. range is long or extreme, which it actually is long, he, you get disadvantage because he's, he's put some distance between you. So go ahead and get, okay. you're going to have a disadvantage on the roll. Uh, isn't mine still medium because mm-hmm. of resolve it. you resolve actions based. So pray, um, pray goes first and then oh, and since he goes got last. It, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the round, so when you're, you're coming around, you're, so you're going to get disadvantage. You can still do it. It's just a disadvantage. Two successes. Okay. So it's going to be opposed. One success, another lolly on the D8 this time, but, uh, Actually, is it eight, two successes, or is that that's, that's forbidden? I believe lands, it's one. Right? Okay, one. so yeah, I just, think it's just one. one success. Okay, so since this was success for you, Faye, you managed to cut him off. Uh, so if you win the roll, the distance of the prey is immediately reduced to engaged, and you can, if you want, make an immediate hand-to-hand combat roll. Uh, if you uh, so, so if you want, now it doesn't mean you have to punch him. You could just be tackling him, grabbing him, whatever it is. But you can roll, you can roll that now to try to like keep him from running any further. Um, Faye has the keys to our spinner. Uh, she's just gonna tell him punch me, and then she's gonna drop the keys. She looks. He looks at you. He looks at the keys. He grabs them. And then he punches you. He doesn't hold back, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to say you take any damage, but it's, it looks good. Like he, he literally punches you. Yeah. Um, but you can tell that if he is a replicant, he's definitely taken a little bit off. You've been punched by a replicant. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you can feel it. And I'll say still missing Arley, a couple teeth. Yeah. Arlie, what's your, what's your force roll result? I failed. I pushed and I failed. Okay. So they continue to chase. Now, I'm going to say because, Faye, you weren't, you're up ahead because you're not specifically trying to stop him. He's just going to keep going. So let's go to a new round. Again, I'm not really doing the obstacles because we have like this other floating thing, but that's another, you know. So let's do one more thing. So Arlie and Faye, what would you be doing here? He's going to try to get in the spinner and and continue to flee. I'm going to do the same thing. I want to try to block the people pursuing him so that he can get away. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to do other and I'm going to try and distract by like maybe running off in a different direction. Like I'm following him elsewhere. Okay. Um, manipulation probably. I think that he sounds went like this you're, tra- way. you're trying to convince <laughs> them that he, he went a different direction. More so like they were following me chasing him and now I'm running in a different direction. Yeah. They so. weren't chasing you. They were chasing him. Oh, okay. So, like, got it. Yeah. Like they were chasing you, but you can do that. I mean, like if you want to try to be like, no, he's that way. He's that way. Like that's fine. I still think manipulation though makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so yeah, he's, so I'm just going oh, no, to make a driving that. test for him. And I do, I do succeed. Uh, Arlie, roll that force test to try to block more of them. Very important. 
force test. I, I took a boost on this. So okay. it's a D uh, 10 and a D8 that I'm rolling now. Okay. Uh, so I got a seven and a four. That's a success. Uh, so technically a cutoff is going to be opposed to their mobility. Don't worry, they're not replicants, so they're much lower. Uh, I rolled a four and a five, so you do in fact win the opposed. Um, so there's something in, you know, there's something that I'm able to like, you know, uh, like a restaurant has like a sign out front that I kind of knock over and there's no, know, there's no like, restaurants up here, but like, there's definitely some display. Uh, there's like some sort of like display torches, like little holographic torches that you can kind of knock over in their way. Okay. Uh, faux plants to kind of line some of the red carpet, maybe even tug on the red carpet to trip them, something like that. Uh, that's no problem. So you do take them out and you can see that they were pulling guns and getting ready to start firing. So that is a very important win on your part. Faye, what about you? I got one success. Okay. Uh, and so this is going to be versus their insight. Uh, they also got one success. So I'm going to say one or two follows you, but other continue. Like they kind of split yeah. up. Like you go that way, you go that way. And um, this is how I'm going to resolve it. So Arlie, you've managed to cut off some of them. Faye, you've managed to cut off some of them. The spinner starts up and starts flying off at this point. And you can see a few of the agents kind of look look up and look up. And because you, he's driving away in an LAPD cruiser, they're not going to fire at it. So they might have if it was more commercial or something like that. So they're just going to assume maybe it's LAPD or whatever. In, so I'm going to cut. So it looks like he's gotten away. So inside, Everett, Koji, Lawton, you see as that bubble that has been surrounding Lena Kova in Porsche begins to move. The crowd starts to part, and they're walking outside. Uh, but they're not letting anyone get within a couple feet of the group. Porsche has been quiet. She's not crying. She looks dead-faced, like just dead-faced. Um, are you three doing At anything? As they're moving through the crowd, hopefully before they get outside, I want to yell out, Kova, don't you remember me? Because I sure as hell remember you. She kind of turns and looks over at you. I remember the farm. can't say I've ever seen your face in my life. And she keeps walking. Sure as hell wish I could stop seeing yours. You're going to see, like over her shoulder, you're going to see a lot more. And she continues to walk away. Unperturbed by your taunts. Um, Everett's going to walk up to Lawton and play the recording that he took to see what it sounds like or how intelligible it is and if uh, it's it's helpful so it's it's getting noisy now as people are like what's, what's going on there's whatever but lawton if you're letting him give you this and listen you do hear her voice patching in and out very cocky very arrogant all this yeah all that pops up even the part where I'm going to torture you like we did on the farm. It comes, it's coming in and out, but there's definitely yeah. enough to 
you know, like you would have to go through like voice analysis and things like that to confirm it's her, but you hear enough that sounds pretty incriminating. Yeah. Okay. Everett's going to shrug and say, I couldn't get to Porsche, but that's all I could get. Send it out. Send it to everyone. Okay. Uh, Koji, what were you doing as you see the bubble start to move towards you? And what do you let them go? I'm not too interested if it's under control. Make sure the crowd's okay too. So you just start quieting the crowd down. The three of you now start, you know, like Everett, Lawton, you guys are doing your best to send stuff to wherever you can send it. You know, it's going to be easier to bring stuff there physically, but you're sending what you can, what you can. Um, Koji, you kind of get out of the way. You make sure people aren't panicking, calming them down, showing the badge, everything, you know, everything's under control, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Faye, at a certain point, like they, like you kind of get to the edge and you look down, you can see 300 floors to the ground as you've reached the edge and the, the two, the two that were following, like, where'd he go? Where is he? I don't, I, I don't think he jumps. If he did, he's not fucking alive. All right, go, go back inside. And so like the two of them, like they start talking to each other and they turn around, like get disgusted, like you being useless. Yeah. Arlie, you are outside. You're watching as this, this group of people uh, start moving past you, moving with uh, Lena Koba. You can see they're moving with Portia. They're moving towards this grouping of these beautiful, sleek spinners, government, you know, and they start loading up and loading up and loading up. Arlie, make an observation test. Okay. Uh, that is a six and a nine, which I think is, oh, sorry, two sixes. Uh, so two successes. Okay. You notice uh, that a few of them, like there's a very large spinner. You see, if you can see Lena Kova, she gets inside with some of her other people sitting in the back. They do the the classic, like like in the back seats, they're staring at each other. You can see they bring Portia Kiani, who's heavily kind of manacled at this point, cuffs in as well. You see it fire up. Like Kova, like looks, she kind of gives commands to some of her other people who start going in some of the, you know, going back into the crowd. Going, some of them are, some of them are going back into the party. But as you see the spinner start to take off, you notice the you notice something a little odd about the driver as they kind of they're looking around as they're kind of pulling up and they turn the spinner in such a way as they start flying away. And for for the faintest moment, you see the face of Joe Hualawa in the driver's seat as it just begins to fly and fly away. So, oh, right. at this point, all of you are not in immediate danger. You're not being detained right this moment. So what happens now? Seems like pad under control. I think that's all we can do here. Yeah. Well, we've got Chasing. evidence that's being uploaded to public media sources, so that's going to cause a a rise. 
Um, would we be able to try and follow the spinner that I'd Porsche in it just to see what ends up happening? Like if, if you want to try to, like, yeah, it's fine. It's everyone's willing to try that. I'll tell you this though. Like if, if Arlie conveys who was driving that, sure, sure. Like it's not going to be an easy task. Like it's going to be like we're, it would effectively be a chase scene. Uh, Lawton would, without saying anything to Everett or Koji, uh, just walk away. And he had already set his Kia down to upload before he talked to Kova. So he's leaving that behind too. Okay. So do you wait for anybody before you get in your spinner and leave or? Uh, no, I'm not taking the spinner. I'm just walking. Okay, there's a sky bridge that goes to other places, but you are 300 levels up, so it's not going to be the... Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, I'll okay. steal another spinner. I don't want to take a okay. LAPD one. So we just see Lawton just kind of leave the the gallery and just start walking past everybody. And maybe a few of you see him, maybe a few of you don't. But as far as you know, he just sort of disappears in the crowd. As the crowd's beginning to file out now, and people are like going to their spinners, craziness just unfolded. Like, what just happened? What's just happened? And so, like in the in that shuffle, well, and you're able to kind of blend in with the crowd. Uh, Koji, what are, what are you doing at this point? You shared that Joe was driving the current spinner. Yes. Yes. All right, Everett. If you want to chase, I'll follow you. We'll see what ends up happening. Okay. So you guys, uh, so we can, we can do the same rules. You guys get into your spinner. That's totally fine. Uh, but you guys are actually going to be starting well behind because you were inside. You guys both said that you're staying inside. Arlie gave you the information. So by the time you got that information and ran outside, they've, they've made some, some distance. So, they are already going to be starting with a, a, a fairly large, uh, a fairly large lead. So, so I'm going to put them at extreme. It doesn't mean you can't catch up. So, same rules for you two uh, as we did for the first time. You pick a. You guys are the pursuers once more. This time you're going to be rolling driving. So one of you, whoever's the driver, you're going to be rolling a driving test. If you roll, you know, if you're doing sort of pursue, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm driving. Okay, you should probably drive then. Okay, I have. This is only if that's your. That's if you if it's your task. So like a lot of the like when you're in a vehicle, a lot of the the maneuvers are replaced with drive as opposed to like the actual skill that you would use if it was on foot. Okay. Yeah, I could just kind of do spotting or like observing. I guess spotting for stuff in the passenger seat. Okay. So if that's the case, they're obviously just gonna they're just leaving, so they're fleeing at this point. So it's going to be so go so I'm going to go ahead and as the prey I'm going to go ahead and roll. Uh, so this is see the thing is though is Joe is driving this. Joe does this professionally. I'm just kidding. That he so, does. Well, the driving does drive is a, a CDL. It's a different skill. So it's <laughs> sort of, it's, but yeah. Okay, uh, it's two successes. Are there any boosts left for you along? Uh, so, uh, there's two left. So go ahead. So you're going to need two successes to not immediately not be able like to be able to pick up their trail as you're leaving. Uh, I will boost my DA to D10 then. Okay. 
One success. Okay. So you get off. You kind of see in the distance the lights of the vehicle. And as you're like, you kind of pick up speed, you put on your sirens, but you see them start to grow in speed. And they're following, you know, proper protocols at first as they're sort of accelerating and leaving, staying in proper drive lanes and stuff. But then they kind of veer and turn around this gargantuan building that's a good, you know, half a kilometer away from where where the where it was. And you follow, you follow. But as you kind of turn around and you kind of go down that path, you look around and you just don't see them in that standard driving lane. You don't see where they went. Maybe they went down. Maybe they, you know, they, they looped in, they found a spot, but they were just so far ahead of you at the start, you know, because you guys had to run from inside that they're able to kind of just disappear at this point. Um, but you had a general idea that they were possibly heading like kind of southwesternly or westernly. So it's sort of like warehouse district, something like that, but you're not entirely sure. So they are able, they are able to, at this point, I'll say get away just because of the, the huge head start that they had. I don't see so, any more of it. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know. If it's that Joe guy, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe he can pull something out of his ass to help Portia, but there's a lot of people that were covering Kova, so... Oh, who knows? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go back then. Arlie, Faye, what do you two do? Uh, since there was only two spinners left, uh, or there was just the two spinners that we came in and, and Faye gave the keys to one of them, um, she's going to find Arlie and we're going to also find the sky bridge and start... Yeah, you guys aren't going to walk all the way down from 300 flights of stairs. There might True, be a lift yeah. in some of these. So, like, you're or probably like, going to radio paid. in for yeah. a, a car yeah. to come or get Or, like, <laughs> Koji or whatever to, like, come back and come get us. Yeah, that's that's probably more likely what's going to happen. But, I like, wanted I mean, to steal a spinner from one of the rich people. I, I just wanted to put with, some distance happens. between the building and us and when we have them come pick We're three up. hours in. I'm trying to get to the end. So, we're going to... Yeah, yeah, like, I'm trying to get to the end, guys. So, we're going to say Lawton... In the commotion, you're able to steal some fancy spinner. I kept my gun, so, you know. Sure. So you open the door. No one's inside. You're able to, with your tech know-how, figure out a way to hotwire this thing. Koji, Everett, you circle around this building that you saw them turn behind a while. You kind of maybe, you, if you want, you could signal in like APB, like this This is, you know, this is the, the vehicle, whatever, if you want. But eventually you come back. Faye and Arlie are there. Lawton's not there. What do you guys do after this? You guys head back to LAPD. Let's go report the sin. It's the best we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arlie, okay. you getting your baseline? Suppose I am. You think they reported this already? Oh, I most certainly did. Okay. So for you. Start heading back to LAPD. We'll like we'll kind of montage this a bit. So we'll see this whole series of moments where we see you guys meeting with Deputy Chief Holden, debriefing. We see Arlie in a 
bright white room. We see the back and forth sort of like with the voice over the radio. We see uh, Holden kind of chewing out Koji and Everett and Faye where the, where the F is Lawton, where the because Lawton, you kind of hear that over and over again. Just what the hell just happened? And after a while, everyone like this, like where it looks like you guys are screwed, where it looks like everything's bad. You think like you guys are in horrific trouble and it's just going to be your ass is getting chewed out by him. So then there's a stir and it's maybe an hour or two hours later. You can start seeing in some of the terminals around the, the LAPD uh, offices here and there, like where normally there's like broadcasts of like GBS, like just showing like state sponsored sort of stories popping up here and there. You, you kind of see this pirate broadcast start coming on and Lawton, wherever you're driving, if you're driving past the GBS building or you're just going past some other, uh, some other food court, whatever it might be, you can see some of these things kind of starting to pop it up. And it's like this, this home broadcast network kind of pops up and you can see the face of Lena Koba, a little bit frazzled, not in as regal a state as she was, uh, when inside of the, uh, when inside of the actual Fiyama gallery, she offers up her UNID, verifying her identification. You can see she starts holding up what looks to be a printout of a killed newspaper, list today's date. And then you can tell those of you who are watching it that she's, her eyes keep going behind and up and behind and up. And she doesn't look scared, but she looks like angry. She looks a little anxious. And she starts going through and listing her crimes. You just hear this one after the other after the other. You hear massacre of Nexus 8 replicants five years ago at a Wallace Corp protein farm, the killing of an LAPD officer and attempted whistleblower in Meiji, the bribing and blackmailing of several media, corporate, and LAPD officials. And you see all this kind of happening. And then... Like suddenly fear does come into her eyes at this point. And her, like, and you see in her eyes this orange and yellow glow as of a reflection of a flame kind of kicks in. And she's she just says, But but we had a deal. And then like you hear this muffled voice, but you all, especially Everett, especially Arlie, recognize it as the voice of Joe Hualawa. And he says, So did we. And then you guys see like a brief burst of, of, of fire and then sort of static as the, as the, the feed is lost. We're going to fade from that because there's chaos that's clearly going to follow. And as we close down our run, I want to get, I want to give everyone like a moment here. So we're going to say, next couple of days could be later that day could be next morning could be a week from now could be a month from now wherever it is i just want everyone to kind of give me give me a glimpse of where your character is in the aftermath of this okay does anyone have a clear idea of where that would be in this little epilogue uh i can go uh All right, go ahead everett after this experience that Everett had, just seeing uh, where the corruption went and how it worked out, 
he uh, resigns from the LAPD as much, maybe not like a full, like a classic one, but he essentially opens up like a private detective agency. Uh, he finds a mysterious envelope full of money uh, that he thinks was from perhaps his sister who was off world. Um, and he decides I could probably do more good with my skills, not bogged down by the corruption that's in the LAPD because it shook his trust. He doesn't know who to, who to trust in the department and who not to. So he still uses his connections that he like, you know, people he's made friends with Koji and whatnot, but uh, he's doing his own thing. Like private investigator style. Okay. Who else has like a little coda moment for their character? Yeah, I got one. All right, Lawton. Uh, classic wide shot of the Kipple uh, factory out there. You zoom in, some scavs walk by, zoom in a bit more into a room inside. There are just flickering screens. Uh, Humphrey Bogart and the African Queen. He's lost in the the reeds and the mud and the muck, and he's pulling the boat by hand. And you just pan over and you see all across the walls are wake-up symbols. The logos just painted everywhere. You see a whole bunch of computers and servers, some of which have been torn apart and pieced together. And then you see Lawton working, typing away. Beautiful. Who's next? Oh, gee. I'm still with the LAPD. 11 years strong. Keeping it going. More problems arise. Got to keep fixing them. So I'm getting chewed out by supervisors. All these heads up. New people coming on. Still working with them. And the classic new tattoos. Still going to the parlor. Getting inked up. Just huge sleeves. Everywhere. Legs, arms, neck. Is that what we're talking? Is that what we're seeing? Mm -hmm. Or is it just more you know strategic no it's everywhere sleeves back okay uh our layer Faye. uh Faye can't see the point of being a blade runner anymore so Faye retires and she winds up with whatever savings and stuff she has left uh with that hole in the wall gym that she used to go to um, she kind of partners with them and actually like just kind of takes over the company and like that becomes her new thing that she does is she just runs the gym because there's no and maybe occasionally she freelances with Everett if he needs assistance. But sure. other than that, like she doesn't see the point of. Yeah, and, and they're perfectly fine with you leaving as your spinner was yep. discovered. But Warwick was not. It was discovered out in the wastes. It was, by the time it was found, it had been picked clean by waste scavengers. Warwick nowhere to be found. And your your loss of the, the spinner is far worse than Arlie's loss of a flashlight. Yeah. And so they, they I presume it was like they offered, they were about to turn me. And so Faye just stepped down of her own. Yeah. Volition. It was just like either they were going to like major suspension and you're like, hell with this, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Or yeah. uh, you can't fire me. I quit kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. And then we'll turn to Arlie. Any idea of where Arlie ends up? So you're going to kind of 
start small. So you're going to zoom in on this table and on top of the table are kind of these different strips of metal of kind of different sizes and, you know, kind of they're different scraps of things. And she's, you kind of hear her humming, sort of whistling, and then she's sort of tapping. So she's essentially sort of made this scrap, like xylophone, sort of. Um, and she's like making it. And so it's kind of the same song that we'd seen her playing on like a piano before that she's kind of working out how to duplicate it in this sort of xylophone. So she's humming and listening and kind of tapping. And when you zoom out, you start to see graffiti. And you start to notice that this is also in the kipple, in the bunker. So we're all just sort of pan back out from there. It's like the camera just sort of backs its way out through some husk of a factory somewhere. Start drifting upwards and we pan out over like the, the heaps and the hills of all this trash. And in the far distance, covered in smog and rain, we see like the neon lights of LA dotting the sky, barely visible through the darkness. And that's what will fade out and end memories of fire. We are done. Yay. All right. One hell of a case. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely understand why you'd retire after that one. <laughs> yeah. I love how casual we are when we see the detonator come out and it doesn't go off, and we're like, "Well, we'll help them escape, even though we would have literally died." <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh man, it was interesting. Like I was like, as, as you're going over it, I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna, yeah, because like it was one of those things where they were trying to like entrap them essentially in the in the assassination attempt once they discovered what's in, what's in that. So. Yeah. All right. We definitely thought they were somewhere else to be found and we yeah. just needed to find them. I know. I know, I know you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know. That's what you guys thought. Yeah. yeah. So. Did we check behind that closet? Yeah. Is it in the refrigerator? Yeah. Look at the we refrigerator. need to check the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Every tile. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Did we check this door? Was it in the whiskey bottles? Yeah. It's very funny. Oh, goodness. It's fine. So I don't know. Hope you guys had fun. Hope it's a satisfying conclusion. Very. Uh, oh yeah. So, yeah. I enjoyed well, it. Definitely a lot of fun. satisfying. Yeah. So you guys let him go, and in doing so, he was able to participate in the scheme as a sort of a backup ploy. And then, yeah, Lawton Stone. God. I got radicalized. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Got right. Ra- your I, eyes are wide open now. I didn't even think that that would be my ending until she started doing her whole thing about community and trust. And then she said that we trapped you. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, can't go back to the LAPD. (laughs) It's true. Well, to be fair, you know, she's, you know, she's not LAPD anymore. Deputy chief Holden's a good dude. 
Like your immediate right. supervisors I'm, are getting. I'm just saying it would have spun no, my way. I understand. Here. I understand. I like it. Uh, I liked it. I like it ruined ending. It's good. Would you Koji's, say you had your worldview shaken, Lawton? Uh, it was burned down to the ground. Oh, you get a memory point of fire. For that. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Point we are that. not doing those questions again. <laughs> we all got demoted, so it's a good thing we resigned. Two of you got fired or released. So all right. I am going to say that Arlie uh probably wasn't yet reported, and maybe considering the fact, you know, of what eventually happened with Kova, some of that kind of stuff maybe got lost. I can erase her file. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Guardian Angel somewhere. Uh, but all right, that is the end of Blade Runner. Uh, at some point, we might come back to this, uh, especially if they continue. If Free League hopefully supports it, releases some more uh, some more archetypes and stuff, careers. Uh, we might kind of explore. I love the world. Absolutely love the world. Love a lot of the rules. Uh, it does I'm not sure if we're going to do like a task force again. Plus five people, it's a little little tough. Uh, but I really like a lot of a lot of it, a lot of the stuff about it, and I hope they continue to support it and come out with more things. Uh, okay. So what do we got going on? So a couple things in terms of our schedule for Friday. So next Friday, we got Conan in two weeks. We're going to be doing a one shot of a game called black sword hack, uh, as, uh, our, our good pal long here isn't going to be around. So for that week, we're going to just do a one shot, uh, but following that. So in four weeks, we're actually going to start up a new Delta green campaign, something I've been working on for a while. I probably should start working on that a little bit more heavily, but I got four weeks. It should be fine. I have all the bases down and everything, but we're getting back to Delta Green. Uh, so very excited. Uh, tomorrow uh, is our most immediate game as we're going to be doing some One Ring, second edition. Uh, and then uh, Monday, you can catch Melissa and I over uh, over here, where we're at right now, uh, playing Call of Cthulhu, Horror on the Orient Express. And then we got some big stuff going on on Tuesday, but I'll let Steven tell you about it. So what do we got going on, man? Tuesday, not only is the party in the most dangerous situation they could ever possibly be in, uh, surrounded by all sorts of sea monsters, and uh, they could drown at any moment or freeze. Uh, could go either way. But not only is that happening, but we're also doing a giveaway. Uh, so join us and uh, have a chance to win the Bitter Reach for Forbidden Lands. Absolutely. So coming out and we're going to try to make it as international as possible. Uh, so that's the that's the idea is trying to make it not just necessarily NA. So we'll, we'll work out the details of it for you. Uh, but come hang out. Uh, and then, yeah. And also in June, uh, we're going to be playing another game on Saturdays for a couple weeks while Long's out of town. We're going to be playing some Embers of the Imperium. It's a Twilight Imperium game. If you're familiar with the board game, uh, we do it for three weeks in June as an interlude before we get back to the finale, the final 12, 15 episodes of Wondering. So it's a space opera game. So we're going to be doing that for a couple of weeks in June. Uh, so we got some new stuff coming to, coming down the pike over the over the next uh, month or two. And towards the end of June, beginning of July, we're going to be flipping from Conan into Fallout. So we got all new stuff you know, coming down the pike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully you're following the channel. Hope you like what we're doing. Uh, hopefully you've taken a look at the uh, at the YouTube page, Adventures in Lollygagging, or any of the podcast feeds. We got Adventures in Lollygagging, Waking in Agmar, or Waking of Agmar, excuse me, Lollygagging in the Orient Express. Go check those th- types of things out. But we're going to raid our buddies over at Defenders of Cobalt, who are also up way too late on a Friday. Uh, so follow us over there as I think we're they're playtesting Chuck's game uh, that he's been working on. So follow, follow the raid. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.